This week in league, Tigers search for a new coach in decline. Why won't Tim Sheens just fuck off already? Nathan Tinkler decides to pay the Newcastle Knights players exactly what they're worth. And we'll review our moments of genius in our annual Hits and Misses episode. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 109 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. So and I should not speak what? until I'm sure whether we're recording or not. That's going to be edited out. I don't even think it showed up, did it? Really? Did it? Yeah, I don't no. think it showed up. It's right. The, the people at home or at work or on the public transport or on the shitter <laughs> or, you know, on top of a $2 prostitute or, you know, wherever you are listening to the show at the moment. <laughs> Jeez, that's a pretty poor... <laughs> Pretty poor allocation of your time if you're on top of a two dollar prostitute listening to us. <laughs> well, you know, they're listening to us. I mean, they've clawed something back there. <laughs> Last episode, you can catch herpes and ear cancer at the same time. How dare you? What? Say that we <laughs> that we give out diseases. <laughs> uh, we're in trouble if we do though, because the listeners have gone up. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, we're killing more and more of them. They're Taking over the world, one um, plague at a time. Last episode. Yes. Ever. For five months. What? <laughs> for f- ever, quitter. Ever, ever, ever for 2012. Fucking quitter. <laughs> it's the last ever episode in 2012. Yes. Of the show. Five months break. Is it that long? Fucking. Only seeing you when, I, uh, oh, when we take our wives out to dinner for our annual, I'm sorry for talking about footy for so long, dinner. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> and then when you cook me dinner at Christmas time or lunch. And UFC. And you. Oh, fuck. And every other fucking Tuesday night, because you just keep coming around here because you won't get fed at home on Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, really nothing about's going to change. It's true. The only thing that's going to change is the fact that the, the people listening won't have a show to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the podcast at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, this week in Glen eating too much food. Yes. Yes, but still have to uh, mention uh, sponsoronit.com. Um, people in the feedback at the um, we had the feedback section, you know, about the show on the uh, the Twilly thing, and uh, people say crap on some people. Some people say crap on too long. About Who the fuck would say we that? Should, we should just get in there and get out. I would like to think if it was such a ma- if it was mainstream products that that uh, explained themselves. Yes. Then by all means, I would say, yeah, you just get in there and mention the brand and, you know, get the fuck out of there. These but are not mainstream products, if you will. You guys don't know what nootropics are. Well, you do now because we told you, but, you know, yeah. not everyone knows. But. Not everyone's into the fitness Not shit. all of you have bought them. Exactly. So we but didn't tell people, you motherfuckers that haven't bought them yet. But a lot of people have. And so for that, we thank you. Um, it certainly uh, helps us pay the bills. Uh, certainly our time, while, you know, pretty much worthless. We, can, we, we, can't, we can't charge that. No. But, uh, but unfortunately, you know, infrastructure costs like hosting and things like that do cost money. So uh, if you do uh, buy anything from onit.com, uh, use the code TWIL and you will save 10% and they'll give us a kickback and everyone's happy. So uh, do it and that's it. It's a short one. How's that, haters? You know, I've uh, been taking Alpha Brain for a number of, a uh, couple of years now, Nathan. Probably about that. It would be a couple of years or at least it's, it's probably just over a year. I think it was around October-ish when I first got some, and you got some about two. You got you did the 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 express shipping, so you got it was about yeah. a week or two earlier. It's so good yeah. shit keeps me sharp, keeps yeah. me focused, keeps my eyes on the price. 
I've re-upped today. I didn't get Alpha Branks. I still got some. I got some more Shroom Tech Sport. I got three uh, packs of that. Anyway, I'm just rambling on because you, you wanted to cut it short. And I was oh, like, okay. Fuck those guys that complain. But I got the Hemforce. Did you get the Hemforce Protein? Nah. No, I didn't. Because it's packed with it's packed with hemp, which you know some people have you believe is exactly like marijuana. Yes. Fucking idiots would have you believe that. Yes. And I uh, also got some new. Maybe sent your protein on fire and. Yeah, it's put in the put in. Start in eating a, Tim Tams. Put in a fucking orchy bottle and fucking stick a garden hose outside. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like kicking it old school, like Campbelltonians do. Yeah, and uh, and I got some new mood as well to try, just because I haven't had the new mood before, and I thought I'd give it a try so I can report on it. Uh, to you guys and you're a cranky bitch so any new mood you can come across will be a benefit to the human race absolutely it'll probably uh, decrease the, the amount of uh, hateful trolling that I do on Twitter it'll change me fundamentally and people stop, stop following you, me if, if that being the case I can see you uh, quitting Twitter as well yeah it's funny this podcast it's funny you know what there are people out there who would actually believe that I would quit Twitter because on Saturday night after the test match I did a tweet right at full time I said alright that's it for 2012 see you next year or something like that and the amount of tweets I got like you yeah, take it easy take it easy man you know and all this sort of stuff like, like come on now it's, it's, it's if look at my time I tweet like 150 times a day it's like, <laughs> at least it's, that's when I get a conversation man. that's if I'm just like just tweeting out to you know just shouting out to, if I'm just like yelling into the masses <laughs> so yeah that's that's fucking never happening they'll have they'll have to suspend and kick ban me and all that sort of shit to get that done. And um, How have you never been put in Twitter jail? Well, Twitter jail is just when you exceed a, a, a number of tweets per hour, like about 100, I think, an hour. Okay. And I have, I have been put in Twitter jail about three or four times with the Seagulls uh, live account uh, when, you're doing, like, game, when you're doing game update stuff. Um, but yeah, I haven't, not with, the, uh, not with my regular account, so there you go. But no, you can get, actually, you can get suspended. And apparently what happens is, uh, I think it happened to our Grant Cambo. He got uh he got suspended his account got suspended and I think when you go to, then to log into Twitter I think Cambo in real jail I haven't heard from him for a while he doesn't love us anymore really no uh. doesn't love me anymore oh, well, if he's right. in if he's in real jail I hope he's uh, having lots of bum sex <laughs> against his will <laughs> and spooning if anyone's seen that seen the TV show Oz spooning that's that's a big thing in prison I showed you that on YouTube didn't I. <laughs> No, oh, didn't I? And I and I would never allow you to do so. I'm going to show you after this. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, no. News. You think with the uh, NRL season or the grand final, uh, you know, coming to an end, and uh, and uh, the the Test match is the only postseason game. Despite what people in England would like to have you believe, there is no more rugby league this year. <laughs> don't don't fucking fall for their ruse. It's they're full of shit, and there is absolutely zero rugby league games taking place for the rest of the year. So don't well, even worry yourselves about it. Zero top flight rugby league. Let's say that. Well, I mean, like you know, I'm sure like you know, under seven quality stuff's going about. But don't concern yourselves with that rubbish. Who cares about that shit? Honestly. Yes. I mean, there is a tri-series with, you know, some Gronk teams. Three Gronk teams. Being tri. There's like a England and Wales and France or something. That's like a TRY series. Where they try really hard. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. They try to play rugby league. <laughs> they try to look like rugby and league fail. teams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Invariably, they will fail. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of stories come out this week. A lot of action taking place. So I guess I've, uh, you know, in the boardroom. Uh, the first one I've got down here, Tim Sheens set to take legal action against the Tigers. The bitter fallout between Tim Sheens and the West Tigers is about to get serious with the sacked head coach ready to launch legal action to recoup $1 million owed to him. His commitments with the Kangaroos are over and he will snub the offer to stay on in a, in quotes, senior role because he has no desire to help the club that has thrown him on the coaching scrap heap. Tough words. He will meet Stephen Humphreys this week but he has told those close to him he intends to engage his solicitors to seek a full payout of the two remaining years on his contract. Um, he was obviously stood down last month when after they failed to reach the finals after starting as the season favourites. Uh, Matt Parrish has been widely tipped as the man to replace him, but there is a growing belief that Storm assistant Kevin Walters will be given the position. An announcement will be expected by the end of this week, so you know, perhaps even while people listening to this show. Uh, he has maintained his stance about refusing to comment about the imbroglio when contacted. He said, I'm not talking about it. I won't give the story to anyone. It's my own business and I'd just rather leave it until it's all sorted out. And even then, I don't know if I'll make a statement at all. It's my own personal business. So, interesting. Shanzi. Um, look, I'd hate to see it play out in the courts. I don't know why uh, Harry Triggerboff, founder and owner of Meriton Apartments, not sure I've quid. Sell an apartment. Hand the cash over to Sheezy. Piss off, mate. I'm sure there could be some arrangement uh, yeah. had there over a number of years of reduced sponsorship rates to uh, arsehole Sheezy. Yeah. Make it all go away. Harry, yeah. Yeah. I know you're maybe. listening. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It says here the Tigers do not have the money to pay out the final two years of Sheen's contract. The next coach is expected to be offered little more than $200,000 per season in his first year. And with all the money that uh, Benny Elias is making out of um, crucifying the Balmain Tigers yeah. arm of the uh, joint venture. Um, or crippling them by pretending them broke with his yeah, development. Yeah, basically um, siphoning every last cent out of them. And, uh, you know, a club that he used to play for and, and shed blood for and apparently, you know, still holds very close to his heart. Yeah. Jesus. He holds money closer to his heart. Oh, I suspect <laughs> that money is held a lot closer to his heart. <laughs> he mops um, the blood off his forehead with $100 bills now. <laughs> blood off his hands yeah. from the corpse of the Bowman Tigers club. Wow. That's right. Happy days for you, though. She just went deep. They could come back. They could be the West Magpies again. How about that? My tattoo will be redundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Maggies will be back. Yeah, well, that would be cool. You'd love it. Yeah, and another lifetime of fucking wooden spoons. That'd be awesome. It says here, um, though, that the Tigers have factions that are all trying to push things in different directions. So I just want to give you some of these directions. Um, one faction wanting to push for Bill Harrigan's referee's coaching job. He has no desire to do that. <laughs> Fucking, who would? That's a poison chalice. Yeah. Uh, it's also been suggested he could take over as their elite junior player and coaching manager, but it's understood he holds no desire to help the development of the club. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Stephen Humphrey said they're in no hurry to make a decision about uh, Sheen's or his replacement, and his quote is, in relation to Tim, we're in no rush, and as we've said, we'll give him all the time he needs to consider an ongoing role with our club. In relation to the appointment of a new NRL coach, once the board has settled on a candidate and we've agreed to terms, then we'll make an announcement. Ultimately, it will take as long as it takes for the board to make what is obviously a critical decision. So he uh, appears to be certain to be reappointed uh, as the Australian coach. 
uh, at the uh, next two ARL Commission board meetings to be head, held before the end of the year. Uh, the idea of a coach without any club commitment certainly appeals, especially with next week's seven week next year's seven week World Cup in the United Kingdom. But they would not exclude him from the role. So, very interesting part of this little scenario is that Tim Sheen's. Um, you know, words from the Tigers themselves is that Tim Tim Sheen's actually offered to stand down if the Tigers didn't make the finals this year. Yeah, I fucking didn't stand down. No, he didn't stand down whilst taking a million bucks. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what he meant. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's all a bit. It's all a bit sad. I have to say, um, to see the Tigers. You know, and it, it's going to get sadder if this does play out in the courts. Um, Sheen's he was. You know, responsible in large part for the Tigers putting that squad together to win the comp in 2005, but it's been slim pickings as far as finals appearances go since. Yep. Um, and it is a results-driven business, as we've heard ad nauseum when people are discussing the situation. And my biggest thing as a Tigers fan, I don't really know what next year will bring. You know, they could come out and, you know, they've still got essentially the same squad. So if the players did revolt against Sheens... Minus and, Hino. Well, Bo. Hino and Bo. And Finger, Gareth, Brycey, Gareth, but pretty much you know, the heart and soul of the club right there is gone missing. <laughs> Robbie Farrow is the Farrah. only ventricle left. Robbie Farrow's there. Benji's there. Benji doesn't give a fuck. Bon- Benji's a heartbeat. Benji could go Benji's to the dragons. The Benji's a pulse. Benji could go to the dragons. Benji's not going to the fucking dragons. Jeez, we'll I'll come up with a fucking very interesting nickname for him if he was going to run around to the dragons. Hypothetically speaking, what might that nickname be? Well, couldn't be the Cat in the Hat. Well, no. Doesn't wear a hat. No. That's the only reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I need more time to think about it. Something really nasty, though. The cat and the chili bin. <laughs> <laughs> the cat and the jandals. <laughs> yeah, so Sheenzy, just taking the club down with him. Yeah, it looks that way. I, I would imagine that he's obviously not happy with the way things have transpired there at the Tigers. and It's a bit of a sad state of affairs, the way that it's, it's, it's all coming together, but... Um, Hopefully, they can come to some sort of agreement. Like I said, if uh, sponsors or members of the board or whatever can come up with some way to come up with the cash, he, yeah. Sheens can't be there. He's going to have to be moved on, um, paid out, however it comes about, and a uh, new coach comes in and start afresh. Mm-hmm. Can't happen with Sheensy there now. Yep, that's right. It's funny, Tiger's in the same position that... Uh Manly are kind of essentially in at the end of last season as well, except you didn't have a title to show for it. And you lost more players. But other than that, it's exactly the, the same situation. Yeah, but otherwise, other than that, the same oh, thing, identical. The coaches, the coaches left, except not oh. the same way. <laughs> so it's really nothing well, like that. Well, they did get sacked. And as, as, as Tim Sheens is showing now, I mean, they, they are both fucking... See you next Tuesdays. They're, they're both fucking Haslers. Having said that, it. if I was in Sheens' position, I'd be saying, where's my fucking money to? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll say, I mean, who knows what... Really, like, if you were employed as a head coach, right? Yeah. Well, look in your line of work. Yeah. What if, like, I know you work for yourself, but if you work for a bunch of people... Yeah. And they say, well, Nate, you know, we want you to go and do that filing job over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, about that contract to do the job that you're doing now, means fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be doing? I'd be like, screw you, bitches. If they go pay me like close to the same, I'd be like, sweet. I'll go file over there and, think and do my own thing. <laughs> and you pay me the same. You have no pride. 
Well, or like, shame. It's just like I figure I could use use the spare time after you know after the filing. I could use that to actually just you know to, to plan my next move, which you know while you know being gainfully employed. This is, this is something that Tim that Tim's not thinking. Well, he's, he's got his strange a, job. Really? Oh, yeah, it's no. not like he's going to be short of a quid there. Yeah, that pays fucking massive money. Decent, wouldn't it? Yeah, coaching one game a year, fucking sensational, I imagine. I imagine you'd get fucking fortune from doing that. <laughs> There's also a lot of other things that go on behind the scenes, I suspect, as the national coach Yeah, like pick, of like, rugby like, like making decisions to put fucking T-Rex in the starting side, put him in the side altogether, and then put him on the starting side ahead of fucking the, 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 the best player in that position all year, fucking Nate Miles. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Genius. So, um, <laughs> another little tidbit. Um, well, first thing about the West Tigers coach, the the search hasn't ended. As we said, that Kevin Walters is firming. Um, Matt Parrish and Mick Potter still being mentioned. Just before we started recording tonight, saw that you know Mick Potter was going to be the guy, and who was going to be the assistants? Uh, George Arliss and who? And Roy Simmons. Roycey Simmons. Um, so you know uh, they're saying that. Uh, that Nathan Brown was never a serious chance and he actually he was approached by Stephen Humphreys but he knocked back a chance uh, a request for an interview so he was never in the running and you know by his own decision um but yeah the, the guys the, the guy who gets a job is going to have to sign on for uh less than 200 grand a year just to get a chance uh so it does sort of tilt it towards some of these newbies I think yeah uh given you know that's 200 grand would be you know probably great money for an assistant Moving up to head coaches, probably an improvement in their wage, so they could do it, you know, for that, and then you know, obviously negotiate from there. Um, they've scheduled a, a board meeting in a fortnight, but they're prepare, they're preparing to convene a special meeting this week once they've consulted Benji Marshall and Robbie Farah to get permission from those guys <laughs> as to what's happening. And just and, and this has been the issue with you know the players running the club. <laughs> exactly, they're a bunch of little hazlers, These two, hey, and, um, take it easy, champ. And, on on that same uh, subject, uh, the relationship between Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall is officially over, allegedly. The article that I read said, it said, Take it as read that the test coach wants nothing to do with the West Tigers 5-8. The popular mail is that Marshall may have played a role in Sheens' sacking last month. Sheens was initially peeved at uh, Tigers captain Robbie Farrah, but the pair have patched things up. What do you make of that? Interesting, given that Benji said... A number of times it like Sheen goes, oh yeah, yeah, okay, and, yeah, and he's a father figure and a mentor and all the rest of it. Um, obviously, you know, Sheen's when I would imagine Sheen's played a big part in Tim Moulton hanging around at the club there at the end, possibly in the yeah. end last year. Um, yeah. Probably on the behest of Benji, you want you know one of his little mates to stay. You'd think so. Strange, strange, because at the end of the day, if someone's a father figure, yeah, it sort of cuts a bit that you would think that would. Um, hold a bit of a tighter bond than yeah, a couple, of, couple of your mates going to play footy somewhere else. Like. Yes, yeah. But uh, interesting. And the, the hashtag keeps on going. You know the one. Steve Noyce has been sacked as the Roosters' CEO. Totally blindsided um, on this one. And I think it blindsided everyone as well. When it hit on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, didn't even realise that was on the cards. Um, he had a meeting with uh, Nick Politis and East Group CEO Scott Bennett's um, and he was gone, dismissed, um, 
a month after Brian Smith was pretty much dismissed in similar circumstances. He said, I don't know how I'm feeling. I think they are, there are exciting things in store for the club in 2013. Obviously, I was keen to be part of that. And so in the shake-up, former Chief Executive Brian Canavan returns in the restructured role as Chief Operating Officer of Football, while the Roosters Marketing General Manager Ted Hellier steps up as Chief, Chief Operating Officer of Commercial. So both Canavan and Hellier will answer to Bennett's, who takes on a more powerful position under Politis's watch. So... Um, Politis in a statement said that he regards Canavan as the most experienced football administrator in the country and it's going to take all that experience to put some discipline back into a club that has stumbled from one disaster to the next in a rapid fall since the 2010 grand final. The long list of controversies includes the rise and demise of Todd Carney, the sacking of Nate Miles and most recently the dumping of Brian Smith who had fallen out with the players, most notably Mitchell Pearce. So no mention of the signing of Sonny Bill Williams in there as a potential catastrophe. No, no, and the, the, as a story, I don't actually have it down um, here to uh, to talk about, but I did see as well that uh, that Canavan's come in and said, look, I haven't had a look over everything in the football operations yet because you know it's, it's all very new. But um, as far as I know, day. as far as I knew, there's as far as I know, like you know, there's nothing signed for Sonny Bill, even though Sonny Bill's talking about it like it's a thing, like you know, it's actually happening. Um, so yeah, I mean, this this got people. I mean, Politis obviously, you know, is a multi multi, you know multi-multi-millionaire and he's uh, been the one the maybe one he could lend the Tigers some money to pay <laughs> maybe he could but I mean you'd probably have to swap a few players he'd have to send a few players back well except for Braith obviously you know he's not interested in Braith but no no yeah. I think so maybe yeah, Benji and Robbie send him over I'll fucking hang on <laughs> you want the money <laughs> I'll take Shanty back <laughs> so um not a bad administrator, Steve Noyce. Apparently, he's when very he was at the good. Tigers, he was um, he was very good. Apparently, he's very good, and and really, um, you know, you couldn't really say that he was probably the source of any of the real issues at the at the club. You'd think, you know, based on my um, outsider's perspective on me, he was always uh, the utmost consummate prof- professional. Yep. Uh, very articulate, very well spoken, and handled some pretty high pressure situ- situations at the Roosters in particular. Um, you know, with with a great deal of professionalism. So, um, I would imagine he's got a, a, a future somewhere else in rugby league at some point. Say so. Um, Maybe the West Tigers could use a new chief executive. Can do a job. Well, there's big raps on Humphreys. I'm going to give <laughs> yeah. him the benefit of the doubt. He's like the Matty Elliott of CEOs. Oh, big raps. Hang on, on a second. Big raps, no results. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's disgraceful. But you can't come back on that, though, can you? You can't I argue just, with the truth. I'm lost for words. <laughs> and another thing, I sort of remember, Canavan, was, he, he was the, the, the previous uh, chief executive at the Roosters anyway, and he got arseholed out of there four years ago. Mm. So now he's back. He's and back and he's going to white-ant the club. I'd say so. He certainly, you think he'd get some revenge in there for, um, for, for you know, whoever was involved at the time when he got the arse. But... Um, Maybe and, Brian Smith. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. And the uh, the next thing on the merry-go-round, as we just alluded to then, Matthew Elliott, the coach of the New Zealand Warriors. Um, two seasons he got the job for. Uh, came after weeks and weeks of uh, running around, and, you know, Bellamy, uh, David Kidwell, who was Steve Steve Carney. Who else was rumoured? There was a million people rumoured to have this job. Tim, even Tim Machines himself was, you know, yeah. potentially, potentially. Well, guy. he was, yeah, he was all the talk there for a while. Yeah, even before he got the ask from uh, the Tigers, even. But um, 
Obviously, Elliot, he was at Penrith. He got uh, arseholed out of there by uh, Phil Gould when he came in with the, as a general manager. Um, he came on board as assistant coach to Brian Smith last year at the Roosters, but the incoming coach, Trent Robinson, uh, told him that he wasn't, uh, wasn't needed, basically. And so he's got the Warriors job. And uh, at the expense of... Uh, Tony Iroh, who was the caretaker and assistant coach last year, and uh, it seems like the players really wanted him to be the coach, as if Twitter's anything to go by. Well, Twitter's the hub of the universe, Nathan. Yeah. Kevin Locke and Elijah Taylor and some of those guys had some choice things to say. About Matt Elliott getting yeah. the job? Really? Yeah. Kevin Locke actually well, said, say, hey, he, was like, he was like hash gutted or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was seriously like, and Matty Elliott. What's with this shut coach, bro? Yeah, and, and Matty Elliott. I mean, is like you know the the consummate wordsmith and spin doctor. I mean, rather than being a coach, I mean, you can certainly talk the talk. You know, he hasn't he hasn't walked the walk though. No. But um, but you can talk the talk, and he said, oh, you know, that just shows that the players are you know have uh, you know great capacity for for loyalty and you know banding together and that. So um, you know, that's fantastic. <laughs> It's fantastic that the players are gutted that I'm coming. Well, he can, mate, the, the, he can find a, he can find a positive. You know who ending. else is a spin doctor? Me, <laughs> Matthew Elliott. That's not fantastic. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not at all. Um, next story: scandalous Queensland Gronks sing their team song after the test win. This one I didn't even notice it at the time. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, whatever. But um, Queensland test players have been branded smart asses after singing a Maroons victory song while representing Australia. Several members of the Kangaroo squad found it weird when the Queenslanders started bellowing their origin ditty after Saturday night's test win in Townsville. As players gathered around the trophy on the field at Dairy Farmers Stadium, Channel 9 captured several Maroons breaking into the I I yippee yippee chorus that has become synonymous with their origin domination. I didn't even really, I'd never even paid attention to that fucking, could have been the first time I ever heard it, to be honest. Is how fucking interested I am in it. Um, but apparently Twitter went to meltdown. <laughs> I was, I'm pretty sure I was on Twitter. I didn't see any, anything on there either. Uh, but, uh, I really Tommy, need to research the term meltdown. Yeah. Was Tommy, it really a meltdown? The meltdown came from one place. Tommy Rodonicus. <laughs> Absolute disgrace, he said. That kind of thing shows a complete lack of respect for the Australian jersey and what you're representing. A few years ago, when New South Wales produced those hand grenade celebrations in origin, Queensland had a huge whinge and I supported them. But this effort by the Maroons tops that easily. They display smart asses, and you can print that in the paper. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Gallen, fucking hang on a Gallen sec. confirmed that they'd, they'd sung it, and he said, I was one of the last blokes into the huddle, so it took me about five seconds to work out what was going on. I'm not sure who, who started it, but I don't think they meant anything by it. I'd excessively used to singing it. We didn't notice it, and, and we did notice it and mentioned it, but I certainly didn't sing it. Um, Benny Elias, also surprised by the outburst. I was watching the game with my son and thought they must have changed the Australian team song. If what the Queenslanders sang is now considered part of kangaroo celebrations, great. If not, it's very disappointing. I think Paul Gallen seemed to be standing there like, what is going on? Now, if you don't mind, <laughs> I've got a club to kill off. I'm sure that's what Benny finished his sentence with. Yeah. yeah um, I- look, I'm sure they probably sat down and had a conversation and said, okay, should we sing the Queensland team song or the New South Wales victory song? been that long since anyone heard the New South Wales victory song they were well, better go to the Queensland one I think it would have the more likely thing what's the words to it boys Paul Gallen you're the captain do you know the words to the New South Wales victory song what they song? would have done is they would have gone fucked if I know they would have looked at the squad and gone look the Australian team song is sensational you cool with that you cool with that you cool what with is that? the Australian team song like, whatever it is what's the West Tigers victory Watching? song oh the Tiger no it's not rising up <laughs> no it's not on the <laughs> Took my time, took my chances. (laughs) Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Should be like the Ninth Symphony or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
No, that's not the song, but... Um, but yeah, so, so they, they looked around the table and said, okay, so what's it going to be? So, you know, um, Australian team song, cool, 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 cool. And they got to JT and they're like, we need to fucking dumb this down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you remember... I, I, yippee, yippee, I. And he's just going like, I, yippee, I, yeah. close enough. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, you just keep repeating I and yippee, you know, mix it up a bit, put your own flavor on it, and you'll kind of sound put like Put your own match. flavor on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it'll, and it'll sound like, uh, you know, it'll sound like you sort of fit in. So it was basically to accommodate him. But apparently there is a rift between, uh, a long standing rift between New South Wales and Queensland players. And this is something else I wasn't really that aware of either. But apparently Gallon said that, um, Earlier this year in the Australian camp, the the different states' players ate at separate tables when in Australian camp. Holy crap. Really? Yeah. I think it's funny that they... they well, what a, what a surprise that a team coached by Tim Sheens would break off into two separate factions. <laughs> it's like it's straight out of his fucking manual, isn't it? <laughs> Look, you New South Wales boys, just, just for shits and giggles, I call you guys Team Benji. <laughs> Queensland, you guys are winners. Team Robbie. Well, no, but they have to go Team Robbie because Team Robbie's actually in Team Robbie. <laughs> oh, shit. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Robbie's over there going, why am I Team Benji? No, this no, doesn't no. make any sense, Sheenzy. Like, no, no, Robbie. I know, I know, I know you're Robbie. I, I know you're Robbie. It's genius. I know, I know you're Robbie, but this time you're in Team Benji. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you're right, but I'm, and guys, I'm Team Robbie. Why, why can't I be in Team Robbie? You're in Team Benji. And if you understand that, guys... I'd just also like to tell you that uh, I'm starting T-Rex ahead of no miles. <laughs> <laughs> also, anyone wants to come and play for me at the Warriors, welcome to do so. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, that was a funny story I saw. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but um, there you go. Now, on the final, I guess, news for the year and uh, the merry-go-rounding, about Cowboys stars, Jonathan Thurston, he's going to test the open market. Matt Scott is also going to gauge his value elsewhere before committing to his future in North Queensland. And uh, James Tamo, same situation. Uh, all players obviously in fantastic form, especially the two props there. And, uh, I don't know what this means. What? Matt Scott, James Tamo, and Jonathan Thurston all leave the Cowboys. You know he's going to go and save him? Shanty. Yeah, at what club? Just like he did before. At what club? No, go and save the Cowboys, I mean. Oh, he's going to... They all leave. <laughs> Just like he did before that time where they never won a fucking game in three seasons and sacked him. Speaking of that, I mean, there is there is a, a, a match-up there as well that um, I don't know how comfortable Neil Henry's uh, feeling, but I'm told as well that the Cowboys are trying to get Bellamy after his uh, deal runs out this year. That's uh, 2013 season. Oh, so so Storm, looking, Storm looking to retain. Bellamy's they're, they're looking they're looking to get him at North Queensland and I think the Dragons is the third team yeah, in the mix. Bellamy's Bellamy's going nowhere. You'd think so. Going anywhere unless he follows Kevin Moulders at the Tigers. Just but saying. It'd be a putting cha- it out there. It'd be a challenge to go up to North Queensland and get that rabble into the finals and you know actually win a grand final. Doesn't it? Doesn't need a challenge, Bellamy. What's he need a challenge for? Because he's done everything at Melbourne. Yeah. He's got his legit premiership now, and I mean yeah, they might take it away in three or four years, but you know at the moment he's feeling pretty good about it. He probably is. He's always said that he doesn't want to coach against Cam Smith. So? Because when he was New South Wales origin coach, he saw how that panned out. Not particularly well, it would seem. I wonder if Anthony Mitchell There's could... a lot of yi yippee yippee I wonder if Anthony Mitchell could hold, hold Cam Smith out of the first grade side at the, at the Cowboys. Hmm. Good young player, Anthony Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Cam Smith... Is, I don't think Bellamy would have a problem coaching against Cam Smith if he wanted to get Cam Smith and taking up towns with him. I like the way you think. Cam Smith's a Queenslander. 
Who gives a shit about Melbourne as far as rugby league you know, terms concerned? Yeah, that'd be the end of them if Bellamy and Smith left. Well, they still have Billy the Grub. Cooper Cronk? Cooper Cronk could go too. No, maybe. He would too. He can only play when he's surrounded by immortals. Oh. Future immortals. <laughs> Anthony Quinn, immortal. <laughs> I wouldn't say Anthony Quinn. If he was the son, Anthony Quinn wouldn't even be Pluto. He, that's so, I mean, yeah, he's kind of around him, but I mean, so far and insignificantly out of the way, I mean, it's not even the same thing, man. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, those guys want to basically test their mar- test their value on the open market. They're going to court some clubs, obviously, come up with a figure, say North Queensland is what the price is. North Queensland will pay it; they'll stay. Yeah, that's opinion. that's how it'll pan out. Whether they can keep more because Tamau's going to get bumped up. Scott's going to be this will be his biggest deal yes. of his career, and JT's looking for his last big payday. So you know, those guys like Tarek Sims, he'll just keep getting more and more money. Yeah, well, if he can stay on the field, yeah. he's probably, I don't know how long he's got to go on his contract, but his next one's going to be a big one, If he, especially if he has a big injury-free season next year. So, um, you know, and they've still got some, you know, well, Tate's probably coming to the end of his tether. Yep. Matty Bowen as well. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. There's some big, big deals to be made up there. I don't know that they're going to be able to keep them all. And the Cowboys, they think that they'll keep all three of them because of unfinished business, because uh, I'm doing air quotes here, unfinished business in air quotes. Oh, is it coming back because, to hand of Because fault? they were robbed of their chance oh, to win a grand hell. final. I'm in saying it right here, right now, and you can play this at the end of next season. North Queensland Cowboys won't make the eight next year. Won't make the eight? No. If that's the shit they're coming out as motivation, need more than that. Yeah, it's Get true. some tackling bags and some fucking witches' hats. You're not going to make the eight based on fucking. Kieran Foran's fucking hand and get the coach to fucking uh, just blow the whistle at training more so you learn to play to the fucking thing (laughs) recap Singular. <laughs> we had the test match, the final real game of football for the year. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise, especially not the Tom Burgess fan zone or whatever the fuck that... The what? Tom Burgess fan club or Tom Burgess fan zone. I put a tweet out there on this week. What a week fucking and, elite club that would be. Yeah. Well, yeah. They hold their club meetings in a fucking phone booth. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I put it out there just uh, after the test match finished and I said must have said in the tweet ask, you know getting people to send us tweets for this game I was like you know there it is that season 2013 or something like that and they're like going, oh we're going to play England and I was like yeah what, about, <laughs> yeah what about it it's a fucking cold shit place what yeah. else do you need to know about it shit weather worst food <laughs> very poor at rugby league exactly. anything else you need to know yeah anything else to declare <laughs> Um, so yeah fucking Tom Burgess fan club yeah it was like I can't remember what the Twitter account was but um, you know look it up it's not Tom Burgess fan zone or Tom Burgess fan club Some, something like that anyway the run by Tom Burgess <laughs> <laughs> under, an, under, under an assumed identity <laughs> um, and, and uh, stocked to the brim by the other 20 Burgess brothers <laughs> yeah exactly members, uh, charter members of said club um, in the final proper match of football for the year Australia 18 defeated New Zealand 
10 up there at Dairy Farmers Stadium in front of a crowd of 26,497 people. And Australia, their points came from tries to Cameron Smith, Darius Boyd, James Tamau, uh, Thurston 2 of 3 on the conversions, and he also grabbed himself a penalty goal. Defeating New Zealand, their 10 points came from tries to Isaac Luke and Jared Beal, and Kristen Inu, 1 of 2. Captain Snooze. Captain Snooze. Played like shit. Lost another game. Lost another game. He can't win the big games. He does have a distinct uh, habit of losing the big ones. Needs to put his uh, take his nodos 15 minutes later so he doesn't <laughs> fall off the edge until full time. Maybe take some more at half time. Just, you know, just putting it out there. I like I like what they think. But yeah. Possible. Jesus. First thing, it's he was actually a handy very record of uh, losses in big matches together. Yeah. Except for, you know, last year's final series and etc. Lost the big match against there. Tigers. Yeah. Field goals. And, well, you know. He won the game against the Tigers, but to be fair, it wasn't the main, it wasn't, it wasn't the grand final or anything that important. It was two games before the grand That's final. Pretty important to me. Well, yeah. Cared a lot more about that than I did the grand final that year, let me tell you. Yeah, well, you know, be that as it may. I mean, you got in the finals, it's pretty good for the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was actually a very good game of football, I thought. Um, generally not marred by referees at all, except for a dodgy penalty, I thought, towards the end there, which actually gave Australia the lead. Um, but other than that, I thought it was, um, it was a pretty fair game, pretty tough game. Considering a lot of the players hadn't played for a little while. Yeah. You know, obviously the core of the uh, Australian team just won a grand final a couple of weeks ago, but um, and there was a fair few Bulldogs and the Kiwis, but yep. um, the vast majority of the players have been parked up for a little while. And they've yeah. still come out and played some pretty hard, tough football. I'm not sure that it was scintillating attack as such, but um, it was it was definitely the type of football you'd normally associate with a, a test match between Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, um, I mean, the, tough the, and the, uh, the blowout in the second half didn't come this time. No, I think both teams were pretty fatigued in the second half. It was pretty yeah. hot and humid up there. Yep. Um, and I, I think, again, the conditioning came into it. You know, they yeah. probably haven't uh, been training quite as often as what they would in the midst of an NRL season and... And the heat and the humidity got the better of them. And it uh, sort of led to a, a pretty dour second half. Some some good defence, but uh, not a lot of gas in the tank to... Um, Benji to was fucking on. non-existent in this game. He was very quiet. Very quiet. He was quiet. very, very quiet. It was like, Unfortunately, that's something we've... Um, it was like 2012 Benji Marshall. Very much so. Considering <laughs> it's 2012, what a yeah. fucking surprise, Nathan. <laughs> it's a 2012 era Benji Marshall. Um, certainly, it's a long... Long, long time since 2005, isn't it? Remember that grand final and he was doing stuff? Throwing magical stuff. shit and... Yeah, I mean, he did a fair bit of that in 2010 and again uh, last season, Nathan, if you if you care to remember, but... Uh, I don't remember because the record books don't really tell me that the West Tigers did anything like win the competition either of those seasons. No, no. But uh, well, the record books will also show that you were a cock who doesn't remember anything about rugby league. Um... Only the important stuff. I thought it was quite fitting. Uh, again, you know, unfortunately in 2012, that was exactly the type of game we've come to expect from Benji. But I thought it was quite fitting that uh, the game was sealed um, by a Paul Gallon flick pass. Genius pass. In, uh, you know, in, in a situation where he was looking to be defended by Benji Marshall. Could have scored himself if he had a kick. Probably going, could have. Decided to put the Benji the on Benji. Just poured salt into the wound by putting on Benji the trick was pass. Benji's like, oh, I remember when I used to be able to do that. <laughs> Better get some lessons off Paul fucking Gallon how to throw a flick pass. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, the, the ultimate um, 
try scorer for that try was Darius Boyd, and that was probably his first fucking touch of the night too. He did nothing either. Yeah, yeah, he's he's also Fluffy's hopeless. He's had a bit of a, a similar season to Benji this season. He has, unfortunately, he's really um, gone off the boil. He's gone from Clive Churchill medalist and um, was all sorts of things last year as well. Interview sub- interview subject of the year, I believe. <laughs> or was that the year before? That was the year before. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was probably to New Zealand's credit they didn't allow them the, the score to get away from them too much. And you know, like I said, it was a it was a dodgy penalty and then a, a you know a try that uh, that came from a poor gallantly pass. I mean, Ma- be moment of genius. That, but but um, the the thing is as well. I mean, if you had a I've I've seen people on the internets say, well, firstly I saw like Hindmarsh on Twitter saying, you know, essentially, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but why the fuck would you start T-Rex ahead of Nate Miles? You fucking retard. Mm. That's paraphrasing. I mean, that was a sentiment. Pardon the pun. Yeah, and um, and then I've I've seen people on other Twitter accounts say, oh, all the people who are complaining about T-Rex starting over Nate Miles, uh, and you know Australia, you know, and Australia, you know, only got on top when Nate Miles was on. That's called a game plan. That's what... And to, to people like that, I would say... Well, I would say normally that that's retarded, right? Yeah. But Tim Sheens is a coach of the Australian side. Exactly. So that's precisely the sort of game plan we come up with. I think it's precisely like triple retarded. Um, and if you th- I think if we didn't have uh, Tony Williams on the field in the first two, two and a half minutes when he dropped, first dropped the ball, I believe. It was two minutes 26 from memory. Um, and then we didn't have him giving a penalty away, or you know, pretty much in that same sort of period in the second half. Perhaps Australia would have been on top earlier and uh, by more. You've become such a Tony Williams hater. Yeah, but to be fair, he shit. While he was, it, he, a, he, he's very shit, and B, I've hated on him since he's, <laughs> he's in a manly jersey for almost his entire career there. So uh, you know, with the exception of probably about five matches. I've been consistent. That is very true. It's not like it's a new I, thing. I don't know if we can read too much into this game with regards to the World Cup next oh, year. Well, no, it's a full year away. You can't read a thing into it. I mean, the sides are going to be completely different by the time it comes around. Well, not completely different maybe on the Australian side, but New Zealand, I mean, they don't have a hell of a lot of stability. I don't think fucking Benji will be there. Maybe, oh, maybe Sean. Fuck. Okay. Maybe Sean Johnson can kick it up a it's gear. It's been a great year, you know, guys. Get in there. See you in 2013. <laughs> If I, I don't mean, kill I mean, myself first. Foran will take his rightful spot of 5'8", where he should be in all oh. along. Sean Johnson comes into halfback. The side's instantly more dynamic in that case. Um, you know, there were injuries for both sides, I mean, because it came at the end of a long season. Will those same injuries, you know, will we get the same amount of players injured and withdrawing? Because when it's a once-off match, players are less likely to play it if they're carrying, like, a niggling injury. They want to get right, have some time off, then, you know, hit pre-season training, start season fresh. But if it's a World Cup campaign... A, they're taking more players over there because you know it's a, it is like a you know a seven week campaign, but also winning a World Cup is certainly far more desirable than than winning just like knocking a the Kiwis off in Townsville. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I mean, the nucleus of the Australian side will certainly remain the same. You'd think that the forwards from the Kiwi side will remain pretty much the same as well, but you know, I just think some of these backs, but even with Australia as well, we had a lot of withdrawals as well for you know. Very yeah, true. And there was so. a fair few injuries in this game too. Yeah. Probably speaks to the conditioning a little bit also. Yeah. Uh, and also the conditions. Yep. A um, little bit of fatigue. Um, guys not as well conditioned over the last month or so that, yep. as to what they normally would be. Leads to a, a twinge here or a pull there or whatever. So That's right. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, 
you know, solid performance from, from both teams and the Australian squeaked out a win. Okay, so went to Twitter, Devonhead. T-Rex is even too lazy to sing the anthem. Would he even know the words? Yeah, who knows? I bet he probably doesn't even know the words to Yai Yai Yippee. Uh, the Chapo 82 If only Benji put as much effort as he does with the Haka Into his goal kicking Hash does, Tigers in decline He and Adam Blair do peak rather early in test matches <laughs> Yeah Generally before, before the ball is kicked off <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's an interesting tweet And like you know Very flattering tweet Essendon Bomber I wish this week in league called games. I can't stand these hash Channel Nine dribblers. He's a massive this week in league. And there, were, and there was he back and forth. Nuts. And there were there was back and forth with other people saying, you know, first they're going, oh, you know, they'd be swearing, and you know, you know, I'm counting on to be swearing, and then there were people like retweeting it and saying, yeah, this. So There's a lot of nut huggers. So Channel Nine, I hear you going broke. We're probably cheaper than Rabs in that. Probably. Marginally, Marginally, just a little bit. But you know, when you're trying to save money, every every couple of thousand accounts. And if you want to continue to own the game, that's right. We could probably make that shit happen. Exactly. Just saying. And put us on other shows. We could turn the entire fortunes of the station around. Underbelly. Fucking. I could be the next Kerry Packer. <laughs> <laughs> well, on on a recreation of Kerry Packer's life. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, how's that? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Hey Ginge. Hey Ginge. How much? You, how much you pay for the game? You reckon you own the game? You actually pay for the game? I'll flip you for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tall Hayden. T-Rex doing his best to be the fourth Pudding Brother. I then put it to Bemson Meister, who is, of course, the uh, inventor of the Pudding Brother thing, and he said, uh, yep, he ticks all the boxes. He's officially a Pudding Brother. Is How many Pudding Brothers we got now? Sandow, Idris. Blair. Oh, fucking hang on. Blair, Adam Blair's a Pudding Brother? Yeah. Jeez. Overpaid, useless... Yeah, he's a pudding brother. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Is a zip zip. Nathan Gillis. Member <laughs> <laughs> <Am> number five. <laughs> oh, sweet. Is a zip zip. Geez, Frank Pritchard would have scared the pants off the Glen Rowan locals. Hash, Ned Kelly beard. Yes. Or it's Tal- Fucking take a razor to it. Or Taliban beard, or whatever you want, you know. It's probably more doggy centric, isn't it? Uh, oh, that's a racist remark. That's <laughs> <laughs> not right. I'm not calling it a race. I'm just saying. He's a terrorist. <laughs> Gotta love Keefe. Darius Boyd just scored. The freshest player on the field, even after 71 minutes. <laughs> Hash, fucking lazy. Hash, earn your money. Bernard JKD. Horror show by Rabs in commentary. Last minute cock up calling the Kiwis Queensland was the cherry on top of his woe. I, that, that went straight through the keeper. I must have been paying attention. I was too busy trolling on Twitter, probably. But, um, <laughs> if that, did, did, you, did you recall that happening? No. That is a fucking disgrace if it did, though. Oh, perhaps. He's 70-odd years of age. Fucking Parkinson's is a hell of a disease. Fucking hell. Dogged Tim. When will Canny realise that Foran is not a halfback? He's a 5'8". When indeed... Even the Sheenies wouldn't have made that mistake in he's selection. Barely even a fucking first grader. I tell you, he's a better five eighth than the guy that they had in the position in that match. How dare you, sir? It's fucking invisible man. He was so invisible he couldn't even miss goals for them. <laughs> Queensland Dragon, QLD Dragon. Benji equals shit, T Rex equals shit. That tweet equals truth. Yes, agreed. Bodyboarding for life. Hash. Not rugby league for life. No, body boarding. And not B-O- it's B-O-R-D-I-N. So it must be a special type of board. 
Hash. Fucking ridiculous and I didn't even watch the game. Then an arrow. Hope everything before this arrow makes it onto the show for the final episode. There you go. Your wish has been granted and you got the stuff on the other side of the arrow too. You're welcome. Evil conspiracy. Nate Miles must have taken a dump in front of Sheen's hotel room the night before the game to have T-Rex replace him running on. True that. And NS Bear China with the final word. Last game of footy for months and we have to put up with Tony Williams and Adam Blair. Hash, waste of space. Jeez, Adam Blair's got to bat rap. Fair, I think. I mean, a guy that's in the top 600 rugby league players that come out of New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, he showed he, in this game he showed the most the most gusto he showed all season. Unfortunately, it was during the hucker. Yes. A little bit of a worry, that. I'm not sure what they take before they do the hucker, but maybe we should just have... You know, like a little reverse colostomy bag injecting that shit into them during games. <laughs> I don't know how you'd work that. I'm no fucking scientist, Nathan. But, you know. Maybe if you play for the Warriors, you feel a sense of pride in his performance. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, that's, not, that's nothing like what I'm saying. Because no one wearing an orange jersey showed any pride <laughs> in their performances all season. Except... For Robbie Farrow when you play for New South Wales. And See that, See my give. friends, is a wrap. <laughs> See you in 2013. And we're back. Yes. It's not the end of the episode, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the end of the segment. Took a lot of coaxing, but I come back because Nate cried. None of that actually. Pants back on. None of that actually happened. Maybe you were trying to see that happen. And made me dinner again. You got down the street and then you turned around when, when your phone didn't ring and you thought, <laughs> "Oh shit, he might actually just record this without me." <laughs> and how shit would that be? And I couldn't do it to you guys. He's back. So um, it is the uh, hits and misses portion of the show, uh, portion of the season. Yes. Now, just to recap, uh, it's going to be really, really bad. It was, uh, yeah, well, it's really going to make us wonder how we ever come up with the idea to do a rugby league podcast when clearly we know nothing about the sport. That's right. Because uh, just just recapping uh, after our first season, we both looked like idiots. Yes. Pretty much. Last season, I looked like a fucking genius because I'd come out and said, you know, talked up Cherry Evans and talked up Manly winning, and when all that actually happened, genius. He said a lot of dumb shit though too. Let's not. But my my stuff, but but the, the amount of sheer accurate predictions, all of them, you know, mostly relating to Manly or and all the lack of performance of the Tigers, were 100 percent correct. This year, I fucking fear that they might be on the stupid heap again. <laughs> so anyway, um, what we do at the start of the season, uh, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's episode 76, uh, subtitled uh, "The Undisputed Nut Hugging Champion of the World." Uh, it's quite fitting because we've been busting out a few nut hugging. Yeah, references. exactly, exactly. First episode from this season, uh, which was uh, basically released before the first week of the of the season. So if you can go back there, you can hear all these predictions. But uh, we'll cut excerpts out now anyway for you to listen to. And so the first team that we would have uh, done our predictions about, we do it in reverse order of the finishing. So we would start at the bottom, and it would have been the Gold Coast Titans. I reckon the Titans are going to go all right this season, despite the fact they've got no fight eight as such. It remains to be seen how Jordan Rankin's going to go. Arguably, they don't have a halfback either. They didn't last year. Revelatory. Did they find him? I think with, with the buys that they've made with Idris and Miles Douglas coming into the squad, 
makes them very, very formidable. Mm. Princey and Bird, obviously, Bailey and little Matty Srama. I think they've got the side. I think they'll finish about fifth this season. Wow, that high. Yep, which is a big jump from where they finished last year, but I think they'll turn it around. That's a big call. I have got the Gold Coast Titans finishing ninth. So. You know, sometimes, it's not often, Nathan, when I listen to myself talk and just scream, can you shut up? Stop fucking talking. Why won't that's it stop? That's exactly what I was doing there. You just Jesus, kept... could I have been any more wrong? I just heard the sounds of digging. It was just like I just. I know at least one other club I was completely and utterly wrong about, but to think that I was more wrong about another club than I was about the Gold Coast Titans says a lot about my lack of knowledge of rugby league. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, I probably was wrong about all all of them, but only only one of them I would have been drastically wrong about. I think. And I mean, you know, let's face it, that we'll get to that one. But I mean, there's a lot of trolling in that too. Okay, next up in the order of the finishes from season 2011 was the uh, Canberra Raiders finishing in 15th place last year. And what did we have to say about them uh, prediction-wise this year? I've got the Raiders finish, finishing 13th. Mm. I think the loss of Alan Tung to retirement is going to hurt them more than what, when, more than they realise. Yep. Um, it's akin to ripping, like, if someone was to rip your heart out, if you had one. Yep. You wouldn't go very well, would you? Sean Berrigan. They've got some exciting players, obviously, in Campo and, and Dugan. Um, Ferguson on the wing as well, but I don't know. I think they'll, they'll be competitive, but just there or thereabouts, and I don't think they'll have enough to make the eight. Mm. I pretty much agree, and in fact, I've got them 15th. Mm. Jesus. Really, Christ. essentially, it's the same playing unit without tongue. Yeah. And the addition of Barney. Let's just say that... Uh, a little bit off the mark. Neither, neither of us really covered ourselves in glory, I think, in the predictions. Just waiting. One. I said, I promised moments of genius. Yeah. Surely they're coming. Two clubs down, 100% off the mark. We both have to be fairly close on the mark for this next one. I don't think you'll get it exactly right, and I won't either, but um, I think we'll get thereabouts. Parramatta Eels up next. They finished 14th in 2011. Surely we didn't predict great things out of them this season, but I guess I honestly don't remember any of these predictions um, that we made, so I guess we'll find out. 14th last season were the Parramatta Eels, only by the fact that they played Spoonapalooza and were playing off to avoid the spoon in the very last round of the game we attended, and they won that match very convincingly, I might add, unfortunately for the poor old Titans, but Parramatta... They were 80 minutes away from the spoon. They were. They've made a couple of significant buys. Obviously, the, the major one being Chris Sandow and obviously Ben Roberts as well. So they're completely new halves combination. So I wouldn't imagine they're going to start the season too, too flash. I believe they're going to have some exciting attack in them. Tonga now in the centres with his brother, probably. Yep. Um, obviously, Jared Hayne, Ben Smith... Hindmarsh, you know, that those sort of usual suspects are still there. But it's going to take some time for those new halves to click. I just don't know that you're going to find any consistency. Yeah. And Ben Roberts isn't exactly renowned for his consistency. Exactly. And, San- and, and Sando either. I mean, when it came to t- contract time, he was playing the house down, uh, yep. you know, for the games. But then when it came to the crunch, when South were a chance to get in, year. when South had the chance to get into the finals, in well, the he, wasn't gonna, he can't really carry the whole team. He was, he was to get him into striking distance. I, I so where just, have you got him? 
I have the Eels finishing 11th. I have the Eels finishing 13th. And I think Big they'll be exciting to watch. Me. And I think even when they play teams like Cronulla and Newcastle, which have been epically Spooner Palooza, Vuvuzela performances, yep. I think they might even be exciting in those games. Wow. I still won't watch them. That's probably more the fact that more, be more because a, Cronulla a larger and larger highlights. That's, that's more because Cronulla and Newcastle will be improvers this year. <laughs> <laughs> really, thirteenth. Uh, sorry, Eels fans. So I've forgotten already what you said. Did you say eleventh? No, thirteenth. Didn't I? I said thirteenth. Oh, no, I said eleventh. <laughs> yes, thirteenth wasn't right. that wasn't that far off. But um, oh. it, it was in. I I did made some pretty. Uh, I did pre- pick them to to improve one place. I mean, realistically. My pick of them for thirteenth was actually fourteenth because I, you know, I departed to troll trolls down for my sixteenth place team as you'll find out. But um, yeah, so we certainly didn't have great hopes for them. But eleventh, that's pretty generous. Yeah, I guess it was. I probably held high hopes for uh, for Sandia to uh, sounds and, like and you Jared Haynes. Sounds like you held high hopes for the combination of Ben Roberts and Chris Sandia. <laughs> And, and I'm that, laughing. I should retros- be shot. I'm laughing in retrospect, but even I think back then that that was should have been apparent back then too. I don't know what was going on. You were blinded. Yes. I was blinded, blinded by, by the impending return of Rennie Matua. I was. I was blinded by by the return of Rennie Matua, and uh, you know Ben Roberts is uh, yeah. is a dark gentleman with some tats. If you've got a type, he's your type. Definitely, as as history has uh, proven. Yes. So okay, moving up type to type S for sexy. <laughs> Next side, thirteenth place in two thousand and eleven, uh, and Cronulla Sharks. I I do recall you picking them for some improvement, and I recall myself not picking them for as much improvement. But we will uh, see how spot on we are. I think you might be fairly close though. Next team on the list, the Sharkies, thirteenth last season, with an incredible seven wins, seventeen losses, and two all important wins over the bye. <laughs> How you got Sharkies going? Well, a big factor for the Sharks is obviously the, the purchase of Todd Carney. Um, mm-hmm. And Todd Carney on a redemption year is always a good time to have him. <laughs> exactly. He might win you the Dalian. You don't want him in destruction year. He you might win him on redemption year. He might win the Dalian this year. <laughs> you, you may just <laughs> But do next that. year, stay away from Northies, folks. Yeah. <laughs> next year, you don't want to get within a two-kilometre radius of uh, Todd Carney's explosion. No. But uh, this season, I think you'll... He'll keep his head down, he'll stay out of the papers and he'll lift the Sharkies. And the the biggest spin-off of that is the fact that Paul Gallon's going to have someone to work with yep. in the fact that he's not out there busting his hump every week on his own. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have some attacking potency. They're going to play off the back of what Carney can create single-handedly and they've got some exciting outside backs um, in Gardner. And oh, I See, that's the problem I have for them. I think that Carney can go fantastic. Did I they, say outside backs? Yeah, they've got a full. They got yeah, they've got one. A, yeah, exactly. Gardner. What what I would would say is that they've got a great forward pack. Do you still need a couple of centers, though? Yeah, I mean they've got a great forward pack that's going to give Carney time to do his thing, which will be great. But with the exception of Gardner, they've got nothing. There's no there's no attacking potency out wide for the Sharks. So I think that's where they're going to struggle. And I have them improving. Uh, a lot, quite a lot, and I think they'll probably threaten the eight. But I've got them finishing tenth because I just don't think they'll have enough to get them there all the way. Well, I think off the back of their forwards, the heart of Gallon, um, and obviously Carney's brilliance that I think he'll bring to the side, and just some of those other bit players growing an extra leg off the back of that. I've got the Sharkies finishing seventh. That's incredible, In the Sharks. The eight. 
that's 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 fuck that's gonna backfire on you <laughs> next <laughs> there you go direct hit there's my moment of genius lucky everyone can shut the podcast off now because that's as good as it's going to get from me <laughs> absolutely i mean almost fluky in the end because i mean they actually needed to have that end of season total meltdown to make them finish as low as seventh otherwise they probably would have finished in the top four so uh but no nevertheless that is a direct hit and is that the first direct hit i think what it's, i do i think it's what a, i do it's the first direct hit we've shit. had yeah first direct hit. I, I know i've got a direct hit coming up but um but yeah, that's the first one we've what, had. When you said the Tigers wouldn't win the combat undefeated, wow. Well, yeah, that. that okay, I've got, di- got two direct hits coming up. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, the uh, next side on the table from 2011 was Penrith. And I have a feeling this may be one of my direct hits. By their own admission, Panthers in a rebuilding year. And Correct. that's never something you want to hear your club say yep. <laughs> before the start of the season. We're in a rebuilding year. Yeah. Which means we're not expecting you to go that flash. Please buy your memberships. Lost some, uh, lost some forwards. Big Pet, oh, Waterhouse. Petro is a massive loss. Waterhouse was on the downhill slide as it was, so I don't know that he's as big a loss as what he would have been a few years ago. Luke Lewis has been installed as captain, and I think that that'll add another dimension to his game. Just reward for a, a, a career of loyal service. He would have had every right to walk out on the club <laughs> if he hadn't got the captaincy. I don't know who would have got it over him. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a story in the off season that he was. Yeah, well, actually, no, it's not the off season. It was like the story from a while back where he was, he was looking to be signed, sealed, and delivered to South. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, magically stayed. Um, obviously, they've got the addition of Gus Gould on top of everything. Yeah, I. I love the fact that, that Gus is involved at the club and I think yep. he'll bring a lot just with his profile, not to mention his knowledge of the game and his yep. contacts um, and the respect that, that players have for him in general. Yep. I just don't think this is going to be the year that it all clicks for Penrith. I think they'll no. need another season with Cleary in charge and Gus you know, pulling the reins from above. And as much as, yeah, it pains me to admit because I like Penrith as a squad. They've got a lot of players that I really enjoy watching like Michael Gordon, yep. Jennings, Luke Walsh and obviously Luke Lewis as well but I just don't know I think Petro is a massive loss and I think the battle between Coote and Gordon may have a detrimental effect to the team yeah and somehow Coote's managed to to, uh, get the nod for the the start of the season which is just insane I mean insane I said sorry (laughs) I said it's insane don't try and say it's not (laughs) If you look at Lachlan Coote's form from 2010, yeah, he was he was every bit as good as what Gordon is. I just think with Coote's injuries, he, he sort of lot, gave up a lot of the edge to to Gordon, and and I, I think Gordon's ceiling is higher, but I don't think they lose too much with Coote there. But Gordon has admitted he doesn't want to be a winger; he wants to be a fullback. Yeah, and if he's going to be stuck out there in the wing, how can you get the best out of the bloke? Exactly. Um, Might be an early it season pickup. Pains me to say it. I was born there. I um I love a lot of their players and I really think the potential in the Penrith club is is quite high but they're not realising it this year I've got them finishing last. That's the spooner for you. Oh, the first the of, kiss of life. The first the first of the big spoon Pop bombshells, bow. the big spoon bombs that happened this season. Because let me tell you, you think that's a spoon bomb. Just wait till I got coming up, <laughs> and uh, I've picked them fourteenth, so not a lot better. <laughs> but yeah, it is a rebuilding year, so build away, little fellas. And maybe you'll come back and be a real football team one day. Greg Alexander, you got him finishing eighth. Not that he's biased or anything. Wow, and that's a biased guy's call. So that's a, like his eighth is a 16th. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, and MG's probably got him, what, in the, in the four? Oh, he's, MG's probably got him taken out of the comp. So, 
wasn't a direct hit. I was fucking one off. 14th. Which, yeah. We both predicted they were going to have a shit season. Yeah, take my, troll, take my trolling last place one out. <laughs> no, second last. Um, yeah, so unfortunate uh, there, Penny uh, Panthers, for your season. But um, fairly fortunate the, uh, for our... How about the prediction on Luke Lewis? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I heard you say at some point there towards the beginning uh, that he would have every right to walk out of the club. If he, if he didn't get the captaincy. Turns yeah. out the captaincy was taken off him and he walked out of the club. So, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. There you go. I mean, you heard it. You heard it with us first. We didn't even know it at the time, but there you go. You heard it there first. We know shit. Yeah, we do know. We we know some stuff. I mean, you know that, and you know that's ballpark. You know, we weren't too. We far know off. shit I mean, that we make up that we have no idea whether it's certainly stuff or not. we said about the Panthers uh, certainly did come true in terms of the season that they they had in front of them. Yes. Uh, next side, uh, they finished eleventh in twenty eleven, and it is the Roosters. <laughs> The Roosters, the 11th, very flattering on the Roosters, actually, because their record wasn't that great leading into the final probably quarter of the year. They picked up a little bit of form to end the year, grab a few wins on the trot and uh, you know, get themselves into sort of somewhat respectable territory. Yeah, they really did finish quite strongly, given a lot of the issues they had at the Obviously, start they the were season. piloted by Todd Carney you know, in, an, in, a, in a destruction year, yeah. implosion year. Well, when you say piloted, you mean in a JFK Jr. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm not sure about their acquisitions. They've got, obviously... Lots of kids. Yeah. They've lost Nate Miles, Jason Riles, and Phil Graham. You can argue argue how positive the Daniel loss of Jason Riles is. retired. He was, he was quite the consistent performer. But he retired, like, sort of midway the through the season. Sexy man. Yeah, the illustrated sexy man. He, uh, he left, well, what, mid-season, I think. Dan, um, Dan Mortimer, he intrigues me. Does he? Is it the piercing blue eyes? He does have some baby blues on him. And I think Brian Smith has looked into those, and he's seen a fullback. I just <laughs> of, of all the things I've seen, and the times when I've looked one of those... Dan Mortimer's eyes, I've never yeah. once seen a fucking fullback. No, no, exactly. Um, and and of course, two dads as well. Pretty. Well, he, had, he had a very much a down year compared to where he was the season previous, and I, Dan Mortimer, I think, has shown that he can be a first grader. Yeah. Is it going to be at the Roosters? Yes, yeah, a first, first grader at Parramatta. If he's and then playing he fullback, where does Minicello go? And if Minicello goes to the wing, where do Parrot and, and BJ Lua, who was, you know, despite some appalling performances at times, is still maintained his spot in first grade. Yeah. Um, he's not going to play in the halves. They've got Jake Friend and also Anthony Mitchell. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. He's, he's not, not going to play, play, play in the halves unless. That's the big thing, you know. If he's going to crash and burn, then they'll start looking for answers and they might, you know, shift Braith around to lock and, you know, try, maybe try him out there. But, yeah, I mean, he certainly won't start the season in that position. Um, for me... He, he played 5-8 at Parrot, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, so there's every opportunity for him. You know, if Anasta, you know, Anasta's playing for another contract as well. Yep. Um, he wants to play 5-8. He said that's his preferred position. You know, how do you get the best out of him if he's moved yeah. around into the into the forwards? And you can't argue with the way that he kind of pulled the team up by the bootstraps after they finally resolved the whole Carney issue. No, exactly right. And it was all off the back of his leadership. And yep. and his leadership in the last few seasons has been as good as anyone else's. So, um, put a Mitchell, number on them. I will put a number of 15 on them. 15, mm. second last. Yes. You're a harsh man. I think Smith um, has probably st- outstayed his welcome at Bondi. And I think... If they have some really ordinary performances to start the season, um, you know, it's not like it hasn't been done before. Yeah, exactly. 
to people much more beloved too, I'm, uh, I would say. Oh, it, I meant to Brian Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have the Brian Smith, yeah. But it's also happened at East before yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And to certainly people who are much more beloved in the Roosters yeah, franchise. Uh, I've got them finishing 12th. Yeah, yeah. So we're not a million miles away. No. Once again. It went awful close again, anybody. If I had have just fucking been serious with one of my picks, <laughs> my pick for the spoon, <laughs> I would have got fucking three or two or three right at this stage. Fuck, that's right, though. Jeez, we spent fun. a lot of time talking about Dan Mortimer. We. Yeah, we did, did we? I did. We did. It sounded like, it sounded like your voice there. Been a lot of talking about, baby, talking about the baby blues that ended up blues. turning out for the blue bags. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's a correct prediction in itself as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And um, Brayton Astor was playing for a new contract. Yeah, yeah. With the West Tigers. That's Thank right, you. that's right. And I uh, didn't really show any leadership. We really talked him up and, you know, not a lot happened through the season for yeah. him. But, uh,. We were both fairly close to the uh, the market as far as the results concerned. Who's up next? What have we got? The Bunnies. Bunnies. Finished 10th last year. I have a feeling we're going to be... I'm probably going to be fairly wrong here. You may have gotten the bandwagon, but I'm not sure. I'll find out. Big changes at Redfern. Obviously, Sandow leaving the club that he uh, carried on his back there for a season and mm-hmm. a bit once he found his consistency. Um, new coach... Comes in. Who can coach, apparently? Well, yeah, there's. He comes from a good pedigree. Yeah. He's got. He's comes got from a the good resume. System. Yeah. Whether, if, whether or not that translates into uh, a head coaching successful tenure there at, at the Rabbitohs. Well, there's a certain coach over at the, at, at the Parramatta Eels as well who came out of the same coaching system and he hasn't exactly been setting the world alight. Well, that's true, but I, I'm, they may have been coached at Melbourne. I don't know how many TAFE classes they did in making silk purses out of sow's ears. True. Um, well, onto the rabbit. Can you learn how to take? I don't know. Um, and speaking and, and of this, speaking and such of, is the uh, the prospect in front of uh, Michael Maguire. He's got some cracking forwards. Awesome forward with. pack. If they um, can keep them all on them, the field, most of them named Burgess. Yeah, there's about so probably what, six, six, nine. Is there nine now? I think there's about nine Burgesses if in, Isaac the, in the squad. Get a jail for murder on the field, not the dance floor. Yep. Could, be, um, could get a life suspension this year. He's been working towards it over the last couple of seasons. <laughs> yes, he had a real crack He's at real... getting it towards the end of last season mm-hmm. in, the, in the Four Nations. And given that they've got a great forward pack, if they can keep them healthy, and they haven't been... Uh, last they season, have had some issues with that. Last season, they pretty much had a pack on the sideline for the entire year at varying, you know, varying times. Definitely. But any time they're going to start Crocker, Taylor, Asatasi, Luke and Sam Burgess, and Isaac Luke in the hooking mm-hmm. spot, they're going to be competitive regardless of what their backs do. Um, and then, of course, you've got... Inglis, um, Matt King comes into the side, which is an interesting buy. Um, Nathan Merritt and James Robertson, Chris McQueen on the wings as well. Yep. I think they got some really good experience last year. Um, in you know, when Seattle were going through a bit of a tough patch, they they stood up and showed they've got good speed and, and they're quite solid wingers. So they might take a step up this year as well and add a bit of an, another element to their attack. So, uh, having said that, I think the Rabbits might. Yet again, just fall that little bit short, and I think they'll finish ninth. I have them in eleventh. I uh, think there's too much pressure on Reynolds. I, I agree with what you. I agree with everything you say, but like uh, the the rundown on the Titans, awesome forwards, and they do have some great backs, but a combination, a halves combination of Sutton and Reynolds. Reynolds could be fantastic, but he's inexperienced, so we don't know. Sutton, we know what we get out of Sutton. What we don't know what we're going to get. It's inconsistency plus. Yeah. So putting those you two know together. next week that we won't get what we got last week. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't, you know, that's the, 
that's the biggest question mark. And, you know, they could finish higher than 11th. I mean, no doubt about it. But, you know, it's hard to judge on that, that halves combination at the moment. You know, let's give it a month or two and see how they go. Sure. So, fair to say we were dead fucking wrong there. Although... Absolutely. The, the, the number I picked was very, very, very wrong. But well, some of what you said actually uh, was was pretty close to the mark. Yeah, what I was saying, if I had to put it, I mean, what, I could have put number three on that, or I could have put like number six on that, and then you know, then the things I was saying about you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but if these things work, then they could finish Reynolds, higher. Reynolds could be fantastic. Yeah, Turns then it actually was. Yeah, then it actually would have you know been a bit more accurate. It's just the number that was dead set fucking wrong. <laughs> but um, you know, it's South. What do you expect? I'll and, pick them for the same next year. And um, it's a pretty <laughs> accurate description of their fan base. They'll uh, they'll turn on him like. Something that turns on things. Exactly. <laughs> Next team, so we are in the team that finished ninth last season, the Canterbury Bulldogs. 12 and 12 last season was their record. Yes. Finished just out of the eight. In fact, they were tied on, uh, they lost on four and against significantly by about 75 points, but they were level on points. Do you want to start us off on the Bulldogs, mate? Or? Well, Bulldogs. How do I start? Where's my notes on the Bulldogs? I can tell you where you can start. There, inconsistent, coach. inconsistent. Last year, um, they started off well. They looked even. They looked really good up until the point of the uh, even the double header. Remember, they they smashed the Titans. Probably they looked really good. Like twenty four, they were twenty four nil up at one stage. I'm not sure Frank how finished. Richard almost had a hat trick in about eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were smashing. They were knocking knocking Titans players out left and right. I mean, it was you know a great performance. And they also in the in the opening round. I mean, they you know they beat the Tigers as well, which is something that you know we were surprised, well, especially you know you were surprised to see. Um, <laughs> I think they beat the Tigers every time they played them last year too, uh, which is incredible considering they didn't even finish in the eight. Why are you bringing up old shit? I'm just I'm going, I'm discussing the the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Allow me too. Now uh, they got a new coach. They but have. You I might think, have heard of him. Yeah, you might have heard of him. Uh, I believe his name is uh, <laughs> Haslam Al Desri. <laughs> And uh, also uh, Scumdog Millionaire, an absolute uh, lacking in character and probably one of the worst humans ever shot out. Now, furthermore, That's very I'll, also, I'll also say that he, uh, he made his way into this side a year earlier than he expected. And as such, he's going to have to deal with a lot of the dead wood that's still in that side, at least for another season, if not longer. Um, the dogs have talent. They have good forwards. I mean, it's the story of a lot of sides, I guess. They got some good forwards. Uh, they brought in um, Graham, who's a you know great player. Let's see how he adapts also to Australia. Untried. Yeah. And there's big things expected of him, but you know, not every pommer that comes over can be Gareth Ellis. Yeah. You know, I don't know that James Graham's going to win three Player of the Year awards in three seasons at the Bulldogs. I can't see that happening. No, I can't see it happening either. I do declare that the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in season 2012 are going to finish stone motherless last 16th position wooden spoon rounds out the collection for Desi that's just bitterness talking it's not I've I've thought long and hard about it and there's just too much improvement in Cronulla South Sydney Sydney Roosters Parramatta Eels Canberra (laughs) basically every every other team is going to be better than them and therefore they're going to finish with a spoon (laughs) I think that's just bitterness talking I have analysed this. I think this. it's going to come together for the dogs. It won't happen this season, though. And as you said, Desi come on a year earlier than he expected to. He's inheriting some some quality pieces to a site. I just don't know that he's got the whole puzzle together. I think over the course of this season, he'll make some changes and he'll develop some 
some plays within the squad to be the players that he wants them to be. I just don't think it's going to come together for them in 2012, and I think they'll finish 10th. So you say trolling. I say you gave some, you know, fairly well thought out justification for that prediction. <laughs> well, not really. I went through and basically said that their forwards are all great and everything like that, and then, but they're going to come last. And uh, and you know, they didn't. It, it clearly, it clearly was um, yeah, was was business talking. But I certainly wouldn't have picked them to come anywhere near first either. So, you know, I'll I'll, I'll cop that. You on the other hand, we're being perfectly reasonable and still pegged them on tenth. Yeah. How's that work? <laughs> well, it obviously come together a lot sooner than what I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like probably about round six. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, you know, one hell of a coach at Hasler. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be hits and misses episode without the misses. <laughs> <laughs> we may as well just call it the misses episode. All right, so the next team on the ladder, we're getting into the eighth now. The eight now, and we got our Newcastle Knights. They finished eighth last year. I mean, incredibly, mystifyingly, they finished eighth and um, scraped their way in. Let's see what we thought this year. I have a feeling that we'll probably be wrong here too because I think the Bennett thing mm. was probably a bit more hyped and I think we bought into it a little bit more than we should have, but let's find out. Big changes over at Newcastle. Massive changes. Sir Benny. Indeed. And he's a little fluffy. He's a little fluffy. The, the double team, the package act. They've yes. gone up. The yin and the yang. <laughs> the Abbott and the Costello of the NRL. How are they going to go? I, They're going to improve from eighth position. I agree. They have better players. I'm not sure how great Baderis is going to be back in the side. I think Baderis will play a Luke Prudis role. That He loves the Knights. His commitment to the Knights is without, you know, certainly certainly uh, not under question. No, definitely, definitely true. Fairly old and busted, though. Yeah, I think he's going to contribute just enough with his passion and his experience. He'll be able to contribute, as I said, much the way that Luke Prittis did. For so he's saying he's kind of be like, you know, when, when, when Matt Hilda gets like a, a gash the size of the Grand Canyon or something. Which he's prone to do. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, then it's Bedaris' time to shine. <laughs> or when Kirk Gidley's off captaining or coaching from the... Captain, captain coaching. Captain, captain, captain coaching captain, from the captain, bench. Captaining from the bench. Okay, yeah, we can't assert Benny that quickly. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a passionate dude. I don't know how successful he's going to be, but they've, they have they had a decent roster of talent, but they were struck down by a lot of injuries last season. Those guys are going to be fit now. Um, their coaching has been upgraded significantly. What's your take on, on what Bennett starts with at Newcastle? Well, I think it's better than what he started with at St. George. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because it's a team that had injuries galore and still managed to keep themselves competitive for the... the you know, there's a few exceptions. There were a couple of games when they got really got smoked, but other than that... Injury prone, having their star players out too. I mean, like Gilly was out for a long time. You know, he had rep duty, he was injured, etc. Mm-hmm. Et so, I mean, they had a lot of players out. Um, they couldn't get a halves combination together. You know, they were, they were getting injured and out of form and everything all over shop. And they still managed to, you know, pull themselves into eighth position. Sure. So, I think they're a team that had like a nucleus of like heart. Well, you look, even if you look at the spine of the side, as they like to call it, like Boyd's there. You know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, monosyllabic responses to interview questions. Well, true, you're going to get some pretty awesome play on the field and you're going to get lots of bedtime stories and cuddles with Uncle Wayne off the field. Yeah. Um, you compare the halves combination to what he had at St. George yep. in his first year there, Hornby and Soward. Soward, yep. head case, Hornby consistent. Gidley probably cancels out the Hornby side of the equation, probably yep. part of the Soward one. <laughs> and Mullen, his, his potential is greater than both Soward and Hornby yep. and Gidley. I'll tell you what, his potential has been 
trumped up for a long, long time and hasn't really eventuated. If if Wayne Bennett can make Jamie Sowder State of Origin representative, mm, that's true. Jared Mullen. Let's just say he made, he made he made he made him a State of Origin representative. Statue. But he didn't make him a state of origin quality player. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Kurt Gidley. So <laughs> Yeah. I think Knights are going to finish sixth. Sixth? I got them better than that. I got them fourth. That's a big improvement. Yeah, that is a big improvement. I think they're going to be a well, very, four very places, so. side. And you're going to have to come to play whenever you play the Newcastle Knights and they're going to defend their guts out. And I think the fans, given know. the you know the tinkler money and everything, I think that the fans are going to embrace them more. I mean, they used to be really like sell that place out like you know guaranteed every time sold out and you know dwindled a little bit but I think that the fans in that region are going to be really excited by the changes that have happened and I think they're going to respond as well which will make their home games you know probably a bit more intimidating for you know yeah, clubs absolutely. clubs that come up to play there it's never easy to play there anyway but with a packed house well, exactly it's Newcastle know, a, there's no running water team. sorry no running water sewers open sewers down you know each side of the roads it'd be a terrible place to go and play it's not India. <laughs> so, shockingly... We were wrong. Dead fucking wrong. What did you say again? Did you say fifth or sixth? I said fourth. Fucking yeah, ridiculous. I said sixth. Dead set wrong. The Newcastle experiment, the Fluffy and Wayne experiment, a failure. Abject failure. Now they're going broke. And now they're going broke. They're not getting paid. Their wages have been spent on cheeseburgers that aren't going into their families' mouths or their mouths. I don't know that they deserve to be paid, but... No, no, but there Maybe you go. Maybe thinks the same thing. It's going to shock everyone to know that uh, we were dead set fucking wrong on something. Can't believe it. Anyway, who's next? Seventh last season, the North Queensland Cowboys. Surely, we both predicted them to go better than they did, and uh, hopefully one of us might have uh, dragged out a correct prediction here. North Queensland Cowboys, they finished seventh. They looked good uh, for a lot of the season. Uh, they 14 and 10 record to finish it off earlier in the season. They were kind of pushing for you know top two, top four position. Uh, they faded off um, towards the end. And, uh, funnily enough, it, it wasn't when Thurston was injured. They won those games. Yeah. Or most of them. It was actually when Thurston came back, they kind of imploded. And uh, they. Read into that what you will. Yeah, and they slid down to finish in seventh position. How do you see them this season? Well, Robert Louis thinks Cowboys can win a grand final. Robert Louis also thinks that the way to get a woman to make you eggs is by punching her and kicking her in the face and slamming her head in a sliding fucking glass door. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm Times two. Oh, I'm saying it. <laughs> you, you, can, you can speak for us. <laughs> Word ain't coming out of my mouth. Look, well, you can also Louis put away a carton of breezes too. If Louis doesn't go to jail, yeah. they could have pulled off the biggest coup in five years. Because he could just be the perfect combination for Thurston, especially for Thurston to move to 5'8 and accommodate him. I think he's, he's, I think he'll make a better 5'8 than he will halfback. Let's just see if he stays out of jail. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, he's he's got some form on the board that might suggest that he he may go to jail. Yeah. But if he doesn't, they might go all right. If he doesn't, the best advice I can give to the Cowboys is, uh, the day after you knocked out of the finals or the competition. Yeah. Padded cell, arm guard. Yeah, exactly. Tranquilizer dart. Pour a car into breezes into him and then just like handcuff him to, to something that you can't get away from. Yeah. Just uh, just let him, you know, just for 24 hours. Get, get past Not the witching. Not half a carton of breezes either, mind you. No, no, a, a, full, a full carton, yeah. Unbelievable. 
I mean, I don't know. What's more revelatory? Are you drinking breezes or are you drinking a carton of the fucking thing? So many wrinkles in this story. Anyway, so, you, so do you have anything else to add other than uh, the, fair, the fortunes of Louis? I mean, Obviously, got, Tarek got Sims is, is a big one. How he comes back from his injury. Yep. Um, if he was as strong as he was, for, you know, until he got hurt last season, then you would imagine that he's going to improve as well, mm-hmm. um, given the experience that he gained. He was he was great based on little to no experience last year. So, yep. um, Matthew Scott, Dallas Johnson, some solid forward. You would imagine... Seguiara is going to take over the hooking role, if not immediately. I think he'll assume that mantle by the end of the season and that'll be his role yep. um, full-time. And you've also, you know, Fife Lower, Bowen, Tate, Winnerstein in the back line, Ashley Graham as well. He was probably one of their most consistent players last year. I think the Cowboys are going to finish fourth. I think mm. they've got a big year ahead. I've got them as fifth and pretty much agree with everything you said. The only other thing, the thing is, though, uh, defensively, I mean, they got good defence. Dallas Johnson obviously does his job, but they are prone to being opened up. So that's why I have them as fifth because I just don't think defensively they're going to be up to the level of some of the teams above them. Ding, ding, ding. Champion. Wow. We're both pretty much right, I was right, pretty though. close, you're but... Jeez, uh, we crapped on about Robbie Louie a lot. Yeah, but I mean, you know, fair enough. I mean, that guy's given us a lot of love, uh, you know, in terms of material for the show. So it was only right. Unwittingly, we, but you it, know. Was, it was only right that we uh, paid homage to him. Uh, funny though, looking back now, um, you know, at the time you were fairly certain he'd go to jail. Yeah, and uh, that didn't turned out down, funny. Didn't come down quite as hard on him as. No, and not only that, it almost got to the point where um, the not only wanted him to play again. Yeah, they actually wanted to play. I mean, he was probably closer to playing than not. I mean, it was just lucky there was a lot of public outcry, and the NRL stepped in there and put a ban down that I don't think the Cowboys themselves would have actually applied or stood by. Um, so, yeah, pretty ordinary, really, Cowboys, their stance on Louis, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I you agree. know, on one hand, it's great they want to rehabilitate rehabilitate the guy and everything, but, yeah, um, they kind of stood by him a lot more than, uh, you know, you'd, you'd think, uh, you know, positive PR would dictate. Anyway, next, we had, uh, where are we? The Warriors finished sixth, obviously made the grand final. Could they repeat the, the the feat? Could they improve on the feat? I bet we're both going to be sucked into saying they're going to improve, but uh, I guess we'll find out. No, I did. But unfortunately, the Warriors are going to be too good a side to ignore, and they've got a really successful and strong season ahead of them, I think, mm-hmm. even despite the fact that they're starting a season with a new coach. Mm-hmm. I think um, with what McLennan has shown in the past... With what he's done with the New Zealand side, yep. I think he's shown that he can get a squad of boys together um, and, and get them to play for him. And the fact that he's had a full off-season with these guys um, will probably be more than enough time for him to pull them together and, and get them to gel as a unit, considering how great they finished last year. So yeah. um, they would have been buoyed by the, the, the successful season they had, mm. albeit getting done in the grand final would have been disappointing. But overall, it's, it's a pretty successful season. They had a great final series. And no doubt they'll build mm. off that. Sean Johnson will go to another mm. level. Um, you know, their forwards are solid. You know, some good outside backs. James Maloney. I don't know if him signing to go elsewhere for next season is going to mm-hmm. be a disruptive influence. I'm um, glad you mentioned it. If he, if he's the type of guy that can put that aside and, and give his all for the Warriors this season, then you would imagine that they're going to be 
as good, if not better, than what they were last year, and mm. I think they'll finish third. Mm. I disagree. Okay. I think that they're going to finish sixth, mm. exactly the same position as last year on the on the regular season. Mm-hmm. However, they're not going to proceed anywhere nearly as well as they did at the end of last season. I think that you know, they've lost their coach, Cleary. I think that Maloney is going to be disinterested given that he's leaving. Um, you've got some. You've got Lance Hohire. He's gone to Super League and say what you want about him, but he was very experienced and he did pull him out of some shitty situations yeah, through definitely. last season. I think that well, Sean, he won a couple of games at the back yeah, end single-handedly. So. Sean Johnson, I think people... I mean, he's a known entity now. The surprise factor is gone with Sean Johnson. They're going to be prepared a lot more for him. He's a fantastic player. Make no doubt about it. But I think that... Um, yeah, I think that they're going to... I mean, it's it's hard to say that they're, they're going to slide. I think they're going to finish exactly the same uh, position on the table, mm. but I don't think they're going to get that great run through um, all the way to the grand final uh, that they did in uh, 2011. Well, I, would, I would have been a lot closer with my uh, previous season's prediction where I picked them to finish last. But. That's right, that's right. I mean, because they did finish down the bottom... Um, what was coming out of my mouth, I was like, okay, this is promising. I might pick them to miss the eight or something, which, you know, would be a good result considering they made the grand final the year before. But no, I picked them to be six, so fucking dead wrong. 14th, pretty ordinary season for the Warriors. Um, Sean Johnson did go to another level, but unfortunately that was several pegs lower than the level he'd reached last season. So Exactly, and I'm not sure if entirely if it was because of uh, what I said that he was a known entity and people would have, you know, been expecting him. I think he was just shit. Honestly. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> All right, next up the ladder, what have we got? The fifth place side from season 2011. It was the Dragons. I wonder what's going to happen here. Um, I, I'm just trying to remember. I think you might have tipped them to go uh, out of the eight, but I guess we'll find out. Okay, next side finished fifth in 2011. It's the Dragons. They finished with a 14-1-9 record. And uh, didn't they slide from the glory days? Yes. How do you see them in 2012? I see them being a very... I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll they'll get blown out. I think some of Bennett's legacy will, will remain, but I don't think they'll get blown out, but I think they're going to lose a lot of games, and I think they're going to finish about 14th. Mm. 14th? That's yes. fucking sensational. And I think one to two seasons of wallowing will do, their, do the club good. Nope, Knock not, them off not, their fucking perch. Uh, not 31 and a lot seasons. Of fans as well, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> They've been bleeding about this team for far too long. <laughs> the time they come back to earth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just like you, I am sick to death of hearing, hearing from the fans. Um, they're living in the past. I mean, Colin, the premiership was over a year ago now. Uh, get with the program. Uh, they got quality players still, no doubt about it. Um, Steve Price, although he's, you know, they can kind of argue that he's sort of come through the Wayne Bennett system, it was a pretty short-term system, only a couple of years, and uh, I don't think that he's going to be the same coach that Wayne Bennett is, and I mean, who is, really? Um, I think they'll start slowly. Uh, I, I think, definitely feel they'll drop. I think they'll lose some games. <laughs> I think that Steve Price might end up punsky oh, at wow. some point. But That's a big call. But I don't think they're going to slide like as much as you said. I've still got them in the eight. I've got them finishing seventh. I think Tim Moulton was quite, uh, quite the visionary. I think he he, he saw that the dragons, you know, it quite wasn't the gen, quite, quite the Gen Y little asshole. I think, really. Yeah, it was know? pretty poor form and poor form from the Tigers administration. And as a member, the, I think disgusted. the Tigers administration played their hand perfectly to suit their, to, to suit themselves, and they played it within the letter of the law. Albeit with a little bit of a bad taste, yeah. But 
look, who am I to argue with Timmy Molson? He's a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Future halfback of the year, no doubt. Yeah, no. But what what effect does does Wayne Bennett leaving the club? What does that effect does that have on Jamie Soward? You know, did Wayne yeah. Bennett instill enough intestinal fortitude and and mental toughness in him while he was there that he can get over the loss of the guy that instilled that in him? Remember how last season ended for Soward? Imploded yeah. for the most part. I think he'll be playing for Shell Harbour by the time this season's finished. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting at the end there. I mean, obviously, I wasn't uh, aware at the time that. It wasn't going to be Shell Harbour as the feeder. It was going to be uh, Illawarra Cutters uh, with Illawarra side returning into the competition. But I'm going to fucking claim that one because there was a, a portion there where Jamie did end up playing in the Reggies at the end of the season. Cancelled out by the absolutely retarded stuff he said about Tim Moulton being a champion. That was you, wasn't it? Shit. <laughs> well, it always gets me stuff. And, um, and I did say they'd go seventh. and They'd slide from fifth. Uh, they'd slid to seventh. They actually slid to ninth, though, in reality. Didn't take th- long at all for the Benny stink to wash off. Yeah, but um, fuck, I didn't realize, I didn't remember that you had him down at fourteenth. <laughs> I mean, I think you might have just had like you were you were similar to me in the dogs. I mean, you would have just been hateful because of the, the whole Molson situation. Because <laughs> all pretty fresh, I think you were just punishing them by throwing them down there, hoping it'd come true like I did with the doggies. Yes. Um. Okay. Next, who we got here? Oh, the West Tigers. I'm predicting wholesale incorrectness <laughs> coming up from you, and um, I might jag something close to correct. Unless I was the... No, no, I'm not going to jag anything close to correct. I don't think I would have picked them to fall out of the the eight. I guess we'll find out. What we lacked last year was Adam Blair. Hurt his feelings. What we've got this year is Adam Blair. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) we win. Uh, Yeah, okay. Okay, Humphreys. (laughs) (laughs) Your ass on the line. (laughs) We've added more depth as well. Um... A big story for the Tigers this year, other than the fact that Benji Marshall wins a Dally M, Robbie Farrow wins Hooker of the Year, Tim Shoon's Coach of the Year, and none of those Adam three Blair things are going to happen. Coveted revolution, revolution. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to he's going to revolutionise the NRL. But apart from that, he's going to be the revelation of the 2012 NRL season. He already has one. He's going to win the Revolution Award. He's going to basically turn the Tigers' defence into forwards into a revolving door without Brycey there. I mean, they swap Bryce, who could actually defend for Adam Blair. It's going to be he's, little... he's probably one of the best defending forwards in the comp. Yeah. He's probably a turnstile and <laughs> and watch the points flow. And with Gaddeth, with his mind about you know going home to England again. Yeah, well, the club he's... will obviously want to play for for Gaddeth and send him out a winner, given his service to the club over the last three years. I mean, they obviously love him. I wouldn't be surprised if every member of the Tiger squad goes out and gets a Gareth Ellis tattoo. I know I'm getting one. <laughs> Where are you going to put that? Uh, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I was going to say I'm ass, but I thought that's a little derogatory. <laughs> Maybe on my inner thigh. That's great. <laughs> that's great. So many things went through my mind to say then, but, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, you're sitting here with a smile and a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and I am holding the paper to my face, it's intensely studying my notes Needless or pretending to. Say, to. Uh, Tigers, I mean, firstly, I think they're going to win the comp. <sighs> but before yeah, they right. get there, obviously, I have to finish mine in Premiers, yeah, which is fine. Either. I mean, I think I might do it undefeated. <laughs> And you talk about me saying shit that I want to happen. <laughs> I just look. I've looked through the other teams, and I haven't identified a single team that can beat them. So I mean, it's tough to say. I'm undefeated. What? Uh, I reckon the South. I reckon South will probably beat them. Probably by, fi- probably by fifty. That's well, usually got, a yearly occurrence. Yeah, I think it's their destiny. I think that. Uh, 
Or maybe maybe it's just you know maybe I'm just talking as a fan. Who knows? I, I, think, I think you're I'm, definitely talking as a fan. I, I mean, like I'm going to learned source. I'm going to give you an, an objective view. I mean, as a, as a West Tigers member, well, I think in all I honesty, think... Adam Blair does bring a certain element of of professionalism mm. and inaccurate punching. Sorry. Inaccurate punching. Oh, it's hard to know where you're punching when you've got six blokes coming over. I think he acquitted himself quite well. Story of the year, young Tedesco. Tabasco. Yeah. Hot, hot sauce. Finish the year in Reggie's and they'll try and poach Gordon from Penrith when he gets the shits. How's that for a storyline for you? Not even going to remotely happen. He'll be the rookie of the year. Mark my words. That's bullshit. The fact that Sheenzy has picked him for round one at fullback. Yep. At Leichhardt Oval. Yep. Would indicate that he's better than even the hype is making out. Because Sheenzy wouldn't throw him to the wolves like that if he didn't think that he was better than everyone thought he was already. Sheenzy doesn't have any other options. And he also threw Blake Lazarus in at one point. How'd that end up? Joel Reddy can play fullback. Yeah, Joel Joel Reddy. Brown's fit. He's played fullback for us before. Bo Ryan's played fullback for us before. Tom Humble can play fullback. You're naming players that are shit. Like really bad, like terrible Mitch players Brown. that wouldn't make the wouldn't be that wouldn't be in first grade in any other club. Oh my god, you've no idea what you're talking. Stop, about. Na- stop naming these. Who are you to say the Tigers won't win the comp undefeated? You've got with statements like that. You know, I think that the Tigers are good. Um, they've been good for a couple of years. They've been premiership favourites for a couple of years. No, they haven't. They haven't delivered on no, it for a couple of years. They've never been installed as premiership favourites. They were last year. No, they were not. Yes, they were. No, they were not. Second line of betting was as high as they ever got. They were fucking Second premiership. Second line of betting was as high as that. Premiership well, I know this favorites. Stuff, Nathan. This is the stuff I look out for. You do not look out for shit like that. I cannot fucking believe I fell for the hype and said that those fucking idiots would finish second. What were you thinking, mate? What a fucking dumb fucking I can't prick. believe some of the dumb stuff you say sometimes. But not as dumb as the prick that said undefeated. <laughs> I love the bit where you're going, yeah, I'm, I'm looking through all the teams here. I can't find any side that could... <laughs> it turns out there were... <laughs> could beat them. 13 times there were teams that were good enough to beat them. And, um, and yeah, and then the whole Adam Blair thing, I mean, it's just, you know, in, in hindsight... I knew it was. I didn't think it was going to. I never dreamed it would be that bad. The Adam Blair experiment, but I knew you know it couldn't possibly live up to the way you were talking about. It. So I was on a no lose situation there. But oh dear, and poor old, poor old hot sauce didn't even get off the ground. Could have been, could have been mascot of the year if he could you know he, keep he him dead set. He looked good for that eight minutes. Exactly, and I said something about how he'd been replaced before a ball had even been kicked, and I was only like about 10 minutes off. You weren't far off at all. <laughs> you were not far off at Poor all. Poor old hot sauce, and, um, yeah, Tigers in decline. So, Robbie Farrar, Hookie of the Year, Benji Dalliem, Adam Blair, Revelation, uh, Tedesco, Rookie of the Year, not a single thing happened. Not not a single one, it's just a straight, I, I might as well just bleep out your entire section just with the buzzers. Maybe I'll just never talk again, ever. In the prediction show, about your own team. Because we always know that we're going to pick our team to win every year anyway, probably. I will. Yeah. I'll do it so, again next year. Yeah, yeah, I know you will. <laughs> and you'll we'll get silly. We'll win the comp from 16th spot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never been done before. So, next, we had third position last year, Brisbane Broncos. I have a feeling that I might get one right here. I just have a feeling. Next team on the ladder, they finished third last year with a record of 18-6. and six. The Brisbane Broncos. The only thing that's going to keep the Broncos afloat this season is club culture. I think that'll keep them competitive. Yep. Um, and I think they've got enough elements in the team that, that will give most clubs in the competition a run for their money, but I don't know that it's going to translate to more wins and losses, and I think they're going to finish 12th. Mm. I, I agree with everything you said then. 
Jeez, except for the, except for the except for the number except for the number I've got it coming eighth and I don't oh, know how Jesus. I land I don't know how I landed them in eighth position but having said that it is a slide of five I just told you Lockie retired yeah yeah no but that's why I don't know how they landed in eighth rather than lower but <laughs> but in any case I think I think they're still they're still better than uh, you know other teams out there there's enough to get them into eighth place. I think we've got a sneak preview of the future of the Broncos in that semi-final last season against Manly where they tried really hard and they had some good moments, but they just lacked that extra level of step-up of class that Lockie sure. provided and that they leaned on so heavily, including the week before when he you know, pulled out that field goal after he had his, you know, his head kicked in by Beal. Um, so he had, a, he had a busted up face, although I don't think it was as bad as he made out, but uh, kicked the field goal, politely... Decided to end his NRL career on that glorious moment rather than the slacking they copped the following week, which means it just showed what a class and what a what an intelligent player he was. Yeah, I mean, he saw the writing on the wall. And I, uh, I agree with what you say in that fact that they're going to try their guts out every week, and yep. that, and that'll keep them competitive. And they're another team that I don't I don't think is is really in line to be blown out at any time or stage of the yeah, season. Yeah, defence will hold. I think. Their defence yeah. will hold, I think. Their defensive structure let's face it, what, Lock- what Lockie ever contributed defence? <laughs> Other than the missed tackle the stat. Tired and you're still laying the slippers in. Jesus. The Broncos fans expected of me. I think they're going to place too much emphasis on, on Peter Wallace and I don't think that he's shown in the past when Lockie's been on, when Lockie was on representative duty um, that he was the type of guy that was going to carry the team and on his shoulders and Corey Norman, fairly inexperienced. He's going to get the first crack at the number six jersey. Mm-hmm. Big boots to fill. I think the pressure might tell on him a little bit over the course of a long season. Yep. Uh, but there's enough quality in there, especially Josh Hoffman. I love him as a player. Um, you know, Petro comes back. Well, yeah, they've got Sam Thida. They've got Hodges, who's fit. Thida comes in as captain. Corey Parker, everyone's super coach favourite. So they'll yeah. definitely be a competitive side. They'll try their guts out every week. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him make the eight. I just... yeah. I think, um, I think twelfth's where they're going to finish. The problem is they showed they showed that late last season uh, after the Lockie was gone that they're pretty devoid of creative attacking options with Peter Wallace at the helm. Sure. And people are going, you know, they might surprise Parramatta on Friday night with the bomb to Yao Yi. <laughs> but let me tell you, when that's the only play you got and you keep yeah. going to it, <laughs> they'll just mark up ten guys on Yao Yi, leave the rest of the field open. They know where it's going. That's true. Um, so I eighth mean, place. I, I can see Lottie Takiri probably catching that bomb and running into the field. Mark Mullins. Perhaps Lottie will, will knock it on and yeah, you'll pick it up and score in the last minute of play to send the Tigers out of the finals again in heartbreaking fashion. So. Yes, well. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, pretty... Uh, Another goal record. Spot on there, mate. Spot on. I, I even talked about the, the, the uh, creative options that they had and oh, just it just worked magnificently. Everything Borderline I said genius. was true. Borderline genius. And you, 12th. What was I thinking? What were you thinking then? Well, I mean, yeah, at times, they, you know... They, if nothing they're... else, my uh, my predictions would indicate that you should never co-host the number one rugby league podcast on the planet whilst hooked on crack. Yeah, maybe. Is that, is that, is that you, what you're going to run with? Is your excuse? I'm going to have to I'm going to have to come up with something. So drugs, no drugs is it? All drugs, right. drugs aren't the answer. Well, no, clearly not when you're predicting a uh, final positions. Um, I'm happy to get that one right, though. Next, team to finish second, the mighty Manly Seagulls. Let's see what I had to say. I bet you it was something, you know, equally as ridiculous Wrong. as what you said about <laughs> the fucking Tigers. Finished second in the minor premiership, but first in the grand final and in the hearts of rugby league fans worldwide. 
The mighty <laughs> Manly Ring of Seagulls. <laughs> Jackass. You like that one, didn't you? That's magnificent. <laughs> so, um, quite frankly, everyone's second favourite team. Already, Everyone wants to see them do well, and they, and of course mm, they're going to. Based on what you already told me, you're already throwing this season away, based on what you told me earlier tonight. How's that? Are you setting a start 0-5? I mean, well, I not, said that's not a sign of a, a confident fan. Well, I don't think about defending premiers here. Like zero and five might be a bit harsh, but I think with the zero and five was that not the words that came out of your mouth? Yeah, it was. But I mean, it was oh, an offhand. Oh, all right, oh, it was an offhand comment. Confident. What What I mean to say is that Glenn's I think potentially saying his team's going to go undefeated throughout the whole season. You're saying your team's not going to win a game for five weeks. Just saying. You know what? Even your team. Even if we your team. even if we won five out of five of our first games, I'd still be closer to getting what I said right than you are <laughs> to the West Tigers going through undefeated. Now, <laughs> um, now with Manly, I think the the trip over to England immediately, you know, followed up by a trip to New Zealand in round one and no home games in the first five rounds. I think that is going to contribute. I mean, they're traditionally a slow starting team anyway. They always the first three or four weeks they tend to you know sort of struggle. I think that's going to happen again anyway. But also with the ridiculous travel that they have over the first three rounds I think it's going to be telling um, but you know if they have a slow start of the season I think they're going to get in their groove and it's going to roll on I mean you know well-oiled machine and uh, once they get going unstoppable uh, will they have will they have enough momentum to get all the way to the minor premiership probably not I mean they're not generally side that gets the minor premiership anyway they'll definitely finish top four uh, probably third I'd say um, and from there they'll win it just like mm-hmm. they did last year and uh, yeah Daly Cherry Evans, he's going to take that step up and from his the prestigious revelation of the season award that he won last year, he's going to take the step up from that and the rookie year, stick those on the shelf because they'll be secondary to the Daly M that he's going to win, the big boys Daly M, he's going to take that one out. Um, Foreign will probably push him all the way though, maybe they might even tie and they'll have to split it Daly M each at the end of the season for both of them. Um, and yeah, sensational season all around for those guys and uh, another grand I'm final. I'm glad you mentioned Daly actually. He... Um he could have the, the nastiest case of second-year syndrome in the history of the game. <laughs> it's good that he was so accustomed to the Sunshine Coast Sea Eagles because he might what? be back there by the time you know, mid-season rolls around. I wish he knew anything about football. I hope football. he signs his new contract. I hope he signs his new contract before he plummets. I wish he knew something about words. football. If words. you knew something about football, you'd realise that the New South Wales Rugby League put a, a block on Manly's association with the Sunshine Coast Seagulls, so there's no chance of him ever going back there. At worst, all he could do is go to the Manly Reggies. Okay. Well, you ignoramus. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll just get cut from the Manly club altogether and end up playing for the Sunshine Coast Seagulls. <laughs> That's what I meant. It's not going to happen. He's the, he's, the, he's the halfback that everyone wants. I mean, he's the wonder kid, you know, one of the greatest halfbacks we've seen. And you know, after only one year, I mean, his legacy's only going to get more enshrined in greatness as, as time goes by. It's Dan Mortimer 2.0. Mm. Um, I think Manly's going to have a rough start. I think they'll finish strong. Um, and I think they'll give Kieran Foran the, the send-off that he deserves as he goes to Canterbury. <laughs> That's not they'll they'll play you. hard for Kieran, and, yeah, you know, no. as they should, because he's been a great, play, great player, great servant to the club. I hope he can kick some field goals. And when because... he signs for the Dogs mid-year <laughs> and you turn on him, I'll remember what a great servant he's been to the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Club. And if that happens, I won't. I know <laughs> the the absolute the, the the absolute character assassination that will come past, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. Uh, all the all the all the sounds are out of uh, the club, and the players at the club are pretty good at the moment. So uh, very happy. Yep, they're the same people that are making sounds that sounded something like Des isn't going anywhere. Those are funny sounds, weren't they? Well, no, yeah, I mean, they work out. There were contrary sounds there. Funny, funny sounds. <laughs> there were contrary sounds there, but unfortunately, there's you know. 
There's some sounds that you can't actually say. Yeah, you couldn't quite hear them because they were, they were muffled by the sound of Des signing his contract with the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in retrospect, the writing was on the wall for Des. Dan Mortimer 2.0, you heard it here. Second or first or something. I'm not entirely sure that you actually put a number on their uh, finishing position, dude. Oh, clearly you weren't listening, mate, because I... Uh, Your character assassinated me. Manly to, uh, to finish fourth with a uh, win-loss record of 16 and 8. Yeah, and Points no. differential of uh, th- uh, plus 94. Yeah, no, I don't think you did that. I don't think you did say that at all. Um, I was... I was busy slagging off Cherry and... I thought I was... Yeah, I mean, you, you, you were giving him like the whole you know, Dan Mortimer 2.0 treatment. I mean, so yeah, that clearly didn't happen. You got a lot of buzzers out of there and that was mostly the... You know, and also you were, you were predicting foreign to go to Canterbury. So let's just say you were dead set wrong about everything else and yeah. um, let's just say you did predict them to come fourth. Um, I was predicting them to come in the top four and I said probably third. So yeah, not too far off either. And in fact, they're tied on four and against, I think. So... Um, Definitely not too far off the uh, off the, the right one there. So, uh, yeah, wrong about them winning the Strong whole thing. Strong season but, for know. Manly. A couple of things go their way through the season. And, um, you know, they, they could have been well and truly in line for another grand final berth. But as it turned out, they got pumped in the semi-final by the storm. And, uh, you know, but you know what? It was spelled fantastic. an untimely death for them, which they thoroughly deserved. And, you know, it was, it was probably worthwhile. You know, it was, it was probably worthwhile for the fans getting an extra three weeks of football out of their side, unlike some other sides. I mean, fucking Tigers. I mean, you know, let's face it, fans probably got and four weeks we had a long, hard season. Jesus, we needed the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you played about four games all season. <laughs> Next, the team that finished first in 2011, the Melbourne Storm. I'd imagine that I uh, picked them to go pretty much as well this time. Second. Yeah, based on? Based on that they proved to me that th- having three good players is enough. <laughs> Okay, I want to t- I want to take issue with what you said because you caught, you're saying okay you, you're rating them pretty much as highly as last year. Yes, that's one fact. We'll put that fact over here. Yeah, remember it. Okay, next fact. Adam Blair's a fucking reincarnation of every fucking great player in the history of the game all rolled yeah, into one. Yeah, he's pulled on a Tigers jersey. Yeah. It's like that Jet Li movie, the one where like, you know, the, where the dudes, you know, they kill it. Oh, you haven't seen any movies, so you haven't seen the one. But That's right. Where there's all these alternate universes like, and they're all the same. You know what I have seen? I have seen the cartoon Shazam. Okay. And you know when the two pieces of the ring come together on Shazam and it makes a bigger entity and the big genie comes out? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about with Adam Blair. He was okay, Melbourne. He went all right. Put him together... With the Tigers jersey, get your three wishes, three premierships, please, Adam Blair. <laughs> Genie, we'll call him. The only ring, the only Shazam. The only possible thing to do with rings that Adam Blair could ever do was become part of a three-ring circus. Him and two other assholes. <laughs> now, the next. <laughs> so we've got the first fact here. You rate the Storm. Second fact: Adam Blair's the greatest player of all time. You take the greatest player of all time out of the Storm, and you're saying it's not going to be an impact on them. I didn't say it wasn't going to have an impact. Oh, it's going to impact them all the way from one down to two. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think that Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, until he signs with the Broncos, and Cameron Cooper Cronk's going to sign with the Broncos. You say? I feel so. Really? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be more like maybe like a South, like, like Dogs or South, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't go out of the Dogs. Yeah, free agents. You know, dogs seem to have a bottomless pit of money. No. He seems like a sort of bloke that will remain A, loyal to the Storm, B, go to a strong Queensland club. 
to try and enhance his credentials to, to actually take the reins and uh, make the Origin jersey his own? Is well, that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it's not like he's got any competition because well, you know, that puts his main representative competition as far as halfbacks eligible for Queensland will be playing Reggie's by halfway through the season. You've got Thurston will, Thur- gets cut and goes Thurston Thurston will graciously Eagles. Thurston will graciously step aside um, you know, and say, look, you know, Cherry, I can't compete with the youth. You be the halfback. I'll be 5'8". It's cool, man. I wouldn't be surprised if John Thurston doesn't even know Daly Cherry Evans' name. I'm so, I reckon he calls him Dale. That's your name, in it? He probably Dale. does. He probably does, but Thurston's not the fastest, smartest tool in the shed either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of people call him Dale. I mean, they're, and universally, they're Gronks. And I believe you called him Dale at the start of this episode as well. And so, you know... It's, Case in point. <laughs> game, set, and match. <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> Check yeah, I, and I think, mate. I've, as I said, I think the Storm showed that those three great players is enough to get them over the line, and they'll definitely make the eight. Um, one thing with, with Craig Bellamy, they, they've obviously signed Jason Riles from the Roosters. Mm-hmm. If he does, if if Craig Bellamy does a Brian Norrie on on Jason Rolls, say what you want about Craig, Craig Bellamy, but he can polish turds. He can he, polish turds like a motherfucker. He is. He's going to be. He'll have his face carved in stone in the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of NRL coaching if he makes Jason Rolls into a Brian Norrie into a real player. Yeah, <laughs> into a into a first grader. <laughs> But yeah, I've got the Storm to finish first. Um, I think the problem with the Storm is... <laughs> Can I just predict, though, yes. until that happens? Yes. I'm not saying it, it can't have happened in an off-season. Yeah. And I'm not saying it won't happen. But I'm going to say there's going to be a period of time between now and if it happens, yeah. that block of time is going to be a whole lot of fucking ruck penalties, right? Yeah. And every time... <laughs> the camera goes up to Craig that. Bellamy... <laughs> and it's just going to be like you won't even see him. You're going to see him blown up. You're just going to see this red mist of blood where his head's exploded all over the coach. Well, they'll, 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 they'll start a program where they get like uh, you know long-term prisoners from uh, from down in Melbourne, and they'll basically bring him into the coaching box. box yeah, guys are in jail for murder, and they'll just have him there just to stab, <laughs> just in his frustration. Yeah. And you'll just see him just stabbing people. Or well, maybe they'll get some kids interested, you know, to try and generate a bit of interest in rugby league in Melbourne. They'll get kids to enter a competition to make paper mache. Rep- placement heads for Craig Bellamy because every week there's going to be a new one required after the existing one explodes into the coach's box Jason fucking Riles is giving away to rugby he might just throw throw assistant coaches just like just out of the neck just pull them straight out of the box onto the the stands (laughs) it's a shame for Melbourne that Adam Blair probably greatest fighter in the history of rugby league isn't at the club anymore because he could probably just knock Riles out every time he gives ruck penalty away well he should have a competition yeah there's always like these you know uh, deluxe you know dugout Experiences and stuff that you can get for your little little fella, you know, yeah. where they the they lead the team out, they get the full kit, lead the team out in the field, you know, get to send them on know, there with a crossbow. They get they get the game ball at the end and that sort of thing, you know. They get to you know hang with the players on the sideline and you know get to run out the kicking tee and all that sort of stuff. They just add another thing to that, and it's just like you know you get to kick Jason Rolls in the balls when he gives away a ruck penalty. I like it. That'd be a winner, and it would make a lot of money for we the membership. Save it, have a job in marketing. Really should the NRL. Really should always Melbourne Storm maybe kids. Today, we're going to make Craig Bellamy's head out of egg cartons. So I think you predicted them for them to come to come second. It's getting late. It is getting late. And fuck, we crapped on a lot about fucking I Jason Ross. I got lost Riles, in the Jason Ross shitstorm and, and, and made it all about Adam Blair. Adam what Blair came back. Was I, thinking? And I, mean, I called him the greatest fighter in the history of rugby league. You were, you were pretty. How late was it when we were recording that? You're pretty fucking high on Adam Blair at the start of the season. I was. I mean, I you know we knew that and we joked about it, but 
Fuck, when you listen back to it, you're pretty high on Adam Blair. I was though, smoking the Adam Blair hash pipe. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, those predictions fucking disgraceful and you know it's no no mistake to say I mean you know I think we're getting worse yeah I mean like I, I got a couple of direct hits maybe this will be the last episode <laughs> ever I got, I got a couple of direct hits and if I hadn't have fucking been a stupid you know idiot and put the dogs last I would have gotten I probably would have got five or six right but there was some fucking glaringly fucking retarded stuff oh like Tiger's second what the fuck was I thinking what were you thinking well I mean something slightly more realistic than you saying they were undefeated <laughs> and winning but um, then, then we went on to pick out uh, our revelations of the season, and this is fucking comical. And finally, for the season preview, the revelation of the 2012 NRL season. You don't even need to just give it a response. Win in the comp undefeated, or Adam Blair, or James Tedesco, or a combination of all of the above. I'll tell you what, this is what we'll Won't do. that be revelatory? This is what we'll do. I'll just hand you the team lists, you read every player's name, and you'll be right. And then you can feel as good as I did last year when I was right and picked it. How about that? <laughs> you like that? Sound good? Uh, everything you say sounds good, mate. You, your pick for the revelation of the 2012 NRL season is Adam Blair. Yes. Correct? I mean, you pretty much called it midway through last season. <laughs> so, I'm, gla- I'm glad. I'm, I'm stuck by my word. Mine, I will acknowledge that uh, this Tedesco comes highly, highly touted. He could be. He could be the guy. Also, I'm seeing a lot of Jack DeBell and St. George talk. Oh, ain't he because he's pretty. He could be the guy too. But they're not. You know who's calling Jack DeBellin? Halen. Yeah. And Trotters. Yeah. And other women. Yeah, that support the dragons. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I'm acknowledging... A number of vaginas <laughs> are gravitating towards DeBellin. And that's not enough for me to agree. And I'm, just, I'm acknowledging that support for him out there in the marketplace. They're not going to win it though. The revelation, he certainly didn't make his debut. He's not making his debut this season. He's played a couple of games. Every game he's played, he showed off a sensational form, fantastic aggression, bitch slaps to the heads of morons who try and test him in the, in the field of combat. There's only one revelation this season. And for the first time in the history of this week in league, I'm picking someone who's not oh, a back. Fucking hell. I'm going with a forward, and you know what time it is. Revelation of 2012 season. Darcy Lussick, motherfucker. Fringe first grader at best. Darcy Army. Will have signed with the Bulldogs. Premier or some other club. Premier proper. Premier prop of the of, in the game by the end of this season. Yep. Revelation of the season. Picking up a premiership. He's just going to be an absolute sensational human. I don't think anyone's ever hugged a set of nuts as hard as you are hugging Darcy's. <laughs> Oh, okay. So possibly the greatest nut hugger of all time. You are with that performance. So what you're saying Undisputed is disputed nut hugging champion. I've just come. I've, I've just come out here and uh, and said pick Darcy Lussick to be the revelation of that 12 season. You, however, have been not only tonguing Adam Blair's balls, but taking his attire. I'm dealing in facts. No, no, facts. no. Facts. You hug. You, you hug. You're hugging. You've been hugging Adam Blair's balls. So tightly. Man's got a professional record of six and zero, and he fought all fights on the same night. But he lost them all. Fuck, please. He lost them all. Six and zero. He he lost six them all. Six and zero with six KOs. Ended his season. Ended his season. Please. His actions. Some fighters only fight once a year, mate. He had six fights in one night. One or more. Man was due some time off. Suffered some CTE. Clearly, couldn't play again for the season. <laughs> Fancy that. The other guys who allegedly beat. 
premiership rings on that finger right there. <laughs> if Darcy Lusick beats Adam Blair in any statistical category other than bench time, I'll be surprised. <laughs> I guess we'll see. So, we're both fairly far off then. Well, I, I was right in predicting that Darcy Lusick would uh, sign with another club before the end of the season. She clearly did. Did you say that, did you? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder what the statistics would have been in terms of um, like bench time and you know, because I, th- I think Darcy probably would have been him in statistically in just about every area. <laughs> so maybe on that section, you know, and uh, you know, am I the guy that wants to look that up? Fuck no, I do not, and I don't want to be the guy that compiles it. DJ explain. DJ explain. Spreadsheet you know. coming our way. Spread spreadsheet with you know all the Darcy stats of the season versus Adam Blair stats of the season. I'll be very interested to see. Um, but yeah, wow. Jeez, I've made a lot of stuff about Adam Who was Blair. my revelation in the first season? Did I say it was a Hodkinson? Versus you saying well, Lottie? I, I, I just, I don't think you did, did you? I just called it Lottie. And it was just going to be Lottie and I didn't have to put one up because it was, yeah, Because okay. I just made Lottie yeah. a choice. Hmm, interesting. And obviously I was spot on last year and... um. And I couldn't put, even utter Lottie's name without calling him who'd you put revelation. Who'd you put up last year? Was it Lottie again? I don't even remember. You must have put up someone. Very possibly Lottie. I wonder why you didn't put Lottie up this year. Yeah. Probably close as he came. Jeez, I've got a bad memory with this sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, probably as close We really need to listen to these episodes more. But um, yeah, like stunningly stunningly accurate in minute instances. Yeah. Stunningly. But overall, fairly wrong. Makes you wonder why we have... So many thousand people listen to this podcast every week. Yeah, I think and they're, they're have jump any off interest now. in what we have to say whatsoever. Yeah, I think when this is, clearly we've got no fucking idea what we're talking about. I think this is just pretty much proved the um, you know, to uh, get them off that. Any fucking yeah, grunt can, break, any break fucking grunt can do a podcast, <laughs> whether you know anything about anything or not. Exactly. That is a full time for episode 109 and for season 2012. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And I don't really know how active that account's going to be over the off season. We'll be shitting on cricket and stuff while we're. Yeah, you're probably right. It's I just... mean, there you will get you will get the odd stuff. It out will of be there. a genuine off season. I can tell you that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Thank you, everyone who uh, helped us hit our goal of uh, over 1,000 likes. For... Close your eyes and I'll miss you tomorrow. Shut up. <laughs> How about that? Tomorrow you'll shut up. <laughs> and years later, you can tell everyone I touched or you'll get, you. Or you'll get all my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks thanks for getting uh, the, to the 1,000 mark. Obviously, you know, we'll realign a goal for next season and see what we can get 50, up to. 50,000. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> we will never. We could do this show for 200 years and not get 50,000. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Just well, judging from goes the- to show you got no faith. You've got no faith in Tool Nation or this show. But it's lucky this is the last episode ever. Because I've had enough. I've had yeah, I've had a guffle, Nathan. Yeah, me too. I mean, the thing is, you know, we've got the uh, number of we've got a number of active uh, active listeners on Twitter and a number of active listeners on Facebook. But um, it's not it, enough, quite frankly. It's as a percentage of the the total listenership of the show. It's it's quite low. So I mean, you know, 
finger out, guys. I mean, you know, we have to sc- scramble to a thousand. Come on. Um, we also have to say iTunes. We got a review uh, last week, just in time for the final episode from JR Buff, and he says the best NRL content show around. Five stars. Tell it how it is. Podcast better than that garbage the footy show produces. Thank you, sir. Boom. Thank you very much. Excellent review. Loved it. Um, shop. Still got all the stock of the uh, Revelation shirt, hats, stubby coolers. Hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop to grab some gear. And I guess we can talk, start talking seriously about new gear now. Yes. Because we have finally found a fantastic supplier who is going to help us with new merch. So I guess the choice is thrown out to the people. What do you want the next This Week in League shirt to be about? I mean, obviously, you know, something in decline is op- is uh, possible. Or even like a Twill Nation one. It's There's got to be a hash tigers in decline or a hash undefeated asterisk. Yeah. You know, just undefeated, just undefeated asterisk. asterisk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those, and, and you know, there's all likelihood we could probably do both of them yep. at some stage. But the choice is yours for the next one. And it leads me to, um, with the uh, the Twillies, we have a, a section on there that has, um, you know, there's a section where you, you, know, you, you know, put in your details, but there's also a section where you put in your... Um, just your thoughts on the show. There's a couple of questions about the format of the show, content and all that sort of thing. The questions issue were pretty much the same as last year, uh, with the exception of one that we added, which was something about, you know, if we set up like a membership thing. Now, there weren't too many people that took it the wrong way and and, uh, didn't understand what we were talking about. We weren't talking about making the show um, a show you had to pay for. What we were talking about... Which will never be the case. Yeah, which will never, never, ever be the case. Uh, what, What we were talking about was, you know, offering more stuff... To people who wanted to be like you know members like you know loosely like kind of like you're a member of your your footy club yeah and what do you and what do you get for that I mean you get admission to games um you know uh, like lo- looking at the the membership I get for being uh you know more than 150 k's I think it is away from uh, Brookie for like you know an out of town manly membership and probably similar to your out of town Tigers membership yeah you know a couple of, you get a couple of home you get a couple of games or something you know you get a function and you get some merch like you know, your hat and stuff like that so the idea would be that we would create some um, exclusive merch like an exclusive shirt maybe like a twill nation shirt or something like that that only goes out to people of the members and you can't buy any other way and you know to make it worth people's while and you know and some other bits and pieces and um you know throw together a bit of a package that then you know helps people support the show the show itself is still free we might give you stuff earlier or we might give you stuff you know more stuff you know that doesn't that doesn't go out to everybody but um you know the show itself as it is now it won't you know won't change and uh will be free but uh you know it's interesting idea and we had 64 percent of the people actually were for it so that's a lot higher than i thought um so yeah it's interesting i'd buy one yeah i would too but um yeah definitely definitely let us know what the uh, you want on the next this week in league shirt? Uh, just I guess just hit us on Twitter, let us know, and um, that'll be the one. Because quite frankly, you know we could probably get one out before Christmas. That simple. I like your style. All right, awesome. And finally, podcast awards. Voting is still open for both of the podcast award competitions. Time is running out for the podcastawards.com. Get there to podcastawards.com. That is, and you can nominate us for two categories. Nominate us for best overall show, 
and nominate us for best sports. You can't nominate us for more than those categories. Unfortunately, they try and keep it pretty strict. But if you've got friends that do podcasts or anything like that, that you know fall into the, you know the entertainment space or movies or you know anything like that, by all means stick them in there because you only get one chance to to nominate shows for the podcast awards. So you can fill the form out one time. So you know make sure it counts. And uh, when you do that, um, yes, yeah, submit it. And I think you have to do it pretty quickly because nominations are closing for that one. We uh, got into the final last year, and I'd hope that we could get into the final again this year. Um, don't think that you know we've got it covered and all that sort of thing and everyone else no, is going to do the voting every for vote us. counts do the voting for yourself because every vote does count and I mean we're up against shows like ESPN shit so I mean we we need all the this fucking votes this is a votes. democracy exactly this isn't communism yeah it's not a meritocracy at all I mean shit podcasts get in there that's because right because they've got people that are motivated to vote for them so we need nominations and also the Stitcher if you go to the website and I'll tweet out the link again uh Basically, Stitcher, I think we've got till October 19. You can vote every day for that one. And uh, if you go to the awards page, you can nominate us for uh, sport and uh, you can nominate us for best overall show as well there. So, I mean, they've got the fields there. You just start typing in the name of the show and you'll get the options that fit come out. So, just select this week in league, hit submit, and away you go. And uh, a lot of people have been voting for us on that one as well. So, thank you very much to the people who've taken the time and uh, hopefully we're rewarded uh, on that one too. Do we get a trip to Vegas? No, oh. I don't think so. I'm pretty that's sure we don't. It's unfortunate. Do we get a yeah. trophy? Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to Dancing think we get a trophy. I don't know. Will you take your shirt off? I Maybe. Jeez. Hopefully we win. We'll find out, hey? Yep, I hope so. So, help us out. Do us a solid. And, uh, yeah. Get the voting. Get the voting. And uh, also, yeah, let us know about the shirt. What you want on the shirt. We'll be able to produce this shirt. Um, we've got a sweet hookup now. And people can actually handle the designs we throw at them as well like and we can make it happen because like uh, we've had we had to modify the design for the first shirt so many times just to suit the you know the the printer that we uh, were going with and um now we've got someone that could do all sorts of awesome shit so um yeah we can go nuts with it so next one i mean i'd imagine off you know that you know you'd be like undefeated or you know tigers in decline or something like that so that would would it be but you know if, you, if people come back with something else by all means go for it Nate's a cock. Yeah, that'd be a great shirt. I'd buy one of those. I'd, I'd buy two. Two? Wearing both at the same time? Well, you got to, you know, I don't do my washing quite as regularly as I should. Yeah. Maybe I should buy seven. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, that's it this season. I just want to say a quick thank you to, uh, to everyone for listening to the show, contributing via Twitter, Facebook, um, sending us emails and also I just want to say a special thank you to everyone um, as anyone listening knows I had a bit of a rough time a month or so ago and uh, I just want to say thank you to every single member of Tour Nation that reached out to me uh, I'll never ever forget it and uh, I'll um, hopefully be able to repay the faith by way of uh, continuing to produce the show or um, hopefully you know when we become rock stars Rock stars now. Yeah. How are we going to become rock stars? I don't know. Jamie Sow did it. Well, that's true. Why can't we do it? You see Jamie Sow. It's just whispers at this stage. Just whispers. Rugby. Yeah. Pissing off out of St. George. Fuck, he kicks some penalty goals in rugby. Part two of that is who are they going to substitute him with? Perhaps. Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall. How dare they? Anyway, there's one last piece of crap to finish the show for the year. See you in... 
2013. We'll be back uh, episode out in time for the first week of the uh, or you know before the first round of matches in uh, 2012. We may even do we may even throw something together for the All Stars game if we're that way inclined. We probably won't be because yeah. we'll have a decent off season. Off season, off season. It's long season, hard season, lots of injuries. Has been a lot of injuries. Been struggling with injuries all season. Yeah, we, but geez, we've we've come through. We have, we have, we made it through the and last. We've got round. another undefeated premiership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're def- definitely definitely undefeated in our space. No doubt about that. Three seasons and counting. And counting. And it's exactly. all thanks to you guys. So see you next year. See you guys. Love you's long time.